0: This podcast is sponsored by puremtgo.com. Head over there for awesome articles about Commander, Standard, and Legacy, even some from my buddy Chesh. Check it out.
1: Hey everyone, this is Commander Crunch episode 3, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls really <laughs> yeah that's what i put in the title i, I didn't check it with see. chase but that's fine
0: i like it i assume I like it's right it.
1: making horrible puns from people's names you know please don't be so as you can hear we do have a special guest but i'm just going to tell you that this is your nutritious serving of tasty commander treats on the regular brought to you by PureMTGO.com and josh and pat's mtg bazaar you're getting sponsored so, like crazy
0: mate you're getting a full shopping list I, now
1: i know right
0: nice we're <laughs>
1: Channel we, Channel five, we still have a space, buddy. A server space.
0: Now, um, as as we kind of outlined in the last few episodes, as we're kind of finding our feet and having a lot of fun, we're we're kind of all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of our favorite format, which is Commander in Magic: The Gathering, plus the side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences, because there is more to. Uh, life than, than magic sometimes even though it might not feel like it but uh yeah just just a lot of creative stuff but most things lead back into magic so uh as as chesh mentioned we're joined by a very very special guest today uh we're talking uh may know her name chase uh aka at mana curves on twitter uh on twitch on pretty much everywhere we're talking uh chase is a bit of a um a writer as well done some amazing articles lately um also commander enthusiast number one chandra fan uh anything <laughs> i missed there chase
2: oh you got it you got it pretty good got it on the got it on the head right there
1: i think you missed shoulder kitten uh purveyor.
2: yeah got a new cat
1: that's newt, right so cute
2: sure. Yes, her name is Newt and she's super cute, <laughs> super small, likes to dig her claws into your back.
0: Ah, good cat, good cat.
2: Very sweet, very dangerous.
0: <laughs> have you ever built the cat deck in Commander like, I mean, a lot of us have?
2: Uh, Yeah, I built um a cat dog deck for one of my TCG play articles. It was run in Siri, and it was uh, a cat dog tribal. And it was super fun.
0: Just think of the cartoon cat dog.
2: Yeah, Join him I together. almost did an <laughs> intro of Cat Dog, but I decided against it last minute.
1: That was a weird show. It was a great show. What are you talking about? Like, I, I mean, sure, writers was... were probably like on drugs
0: twenty four seven. Oh, absolutely. What I digress. Like, all cartoons of that time, you know, like they were they were pretty wacky. We were talking about like Rocco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy the other day. You're like, oof, this is. <laughs> I mean, isn't Ren and you Ren and Stimpy anyway? Like, is that like yeah, a reference? Much. Oh, weird. That one creeped me out as kid. Anyway, I digress. Um. So we're going to start things off today with uh, one of our staple kind of little sections, but keep it brief and we'll just get straight into after that talking about all manner of awesome things at the breakfast table with Chase. But uh, first of all, we're going for Brewers Notations, our little kind of weekly book club on um, uh, what's in our diary for what we've been building, what we've been looking at that aren't fully deck text or anything like that. But um, Chesh, what have you been looking at?
1: Uh, I've been working on keyword soup. Uh, which is the precon symbiotic swarm Tasty. hashtag sponsored by Wizards. Um, so basically, what I was doing is, uh, as everyone might know, fifty dollar or less budget upgrade. Well, budget budget ish. Like it's fifty bucks, but let's let's be honest. If you're new to the to the game and you're buying a fifty dollar precon, you're probably going to sink fifty bucks into it at some point. So you may as well start early, right? Um, I, I think so, and I, I think budget's always like that awesome thing to go back to. You don't always have to stick to it, but I mean, I feel like I do it inherently
0: anyway. Yeah, for creative choices like, as well.
1: At the moment, but the word budget doesn't really hold true because we're in the middle of a pandemic and saying, mm. I'm going to like tw- make $25 worth of upgrades and you'll get like, what, five cards? No, thanks. Like <laughs> a, b- a budget upgrade at this point is $50, let's be honest. And it can get you some really seriously cool cards. So um, I-, I basically gutted the deck, broke it down into what it was, which is keyword soup. Uh, took out some stuff and then put in basically a reanimation upgrade package with some graveyard enablers like Entomb, Buried Alive, Grave Breaker, Lamia. Entomb's uh, really cheap at the moment, too, I must say. It is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, also chucked in an Oketra for good measure because, you know, indestructible. Oh, so that card yeah, like, that, that
0: keeps cool paying stuff. off. Sorry, side note. Like, it's that's a sneaky one from amonkhet that i still love to this day and i mean we will talking about the cat deck before but that's that's kind of slotted in there because
1: she's cat god but um yeah exactly. yeah it's still a great great um card and to be honest Ikoria gave us like those triomes and those triomes you know uh, although yes i realize that they are the color of these pre-cons don't get me wrong um and it was probably intentional but i think those triomes are gonna you know hold some decent value in their alt art and foil art forms so, if you are making a $50 budget upgrade, I'd suggest maybe chuck in, like, a, a, an extra full box and getting a full art version of those each of those triomes for these decks, because they're just, A, they're gorgeous lands, B, they cycle in the late game to draw a card, and they're always a card you're willing to put in a three color deck for sure fetchable for sure
0: i i think like on a greater point for your um the the full arts at the moment there's a lot of those flying around because they've just been absolutely inundated with so many cool alt versions of things that the prices are still relatively low like the we're talking about pepsi man last week like get your hands on some of those pepsi men Solemn simulacrum, like full art, alt art things, because they are like literally a dollar or two more than the normal one, which is just stupid. And, um, yep. you know, I mean, two
1: years' time, we might be like, oh, I wish I picked up a lot of those, but anyway. Well, exactly. Like, I just opened a, a, a well, I guess we'll talk about it later, but I just opened an M21 collector's box, you know, and I ended up getting a foil Pepsi Man and a non foil Pepsi Man. Like, foil Pepsi Man's about 20, uh, $12 at the moment, give or take. And it looks Non-foil's gorgeous in foil. About 5 it looks gorgeous in both. Any metallic like, thing it's going just, on? Yeah, it's just really sexy, great art. Side note, Chase, do you have a favorite like foil treatment
0: of anything uh, in Magic in general? Like it's just something that bounces off the foil in a particular way?
2: That's a good question. Like thinking about that, there's a lot of foils that I really like that I think are pretty. I think one of my favorite foils is one of the least played cards I've seen in Commander. Um, I would definitely have to say that I like long-term plans. The foiling of long-term plans. It's one we of the older the cards. God, card,
0: roughly. I need to see this. I lo- a- when anytime I hear, like, not played much in Commander, I'm like, yeah, we're doing it. Uh, long-term plans. It's a
2: two-colorless and a blue uh, instant tutor for a card and put it third from the top of your library.
0: Oh, with the guy with the bandage on his face and he's like a weird yeah. think, or a gin or something. Yeah, another one.
2: He looks very like uh, like like flubber, you know. <laughs> but I really like the foil of that because I think the old bordered with the with the shooting star is just super pretty.
1: Yeah, that's gorgeous. Mm. I love those ones. Like I love the high tide with that. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. anything at that time. Oh The only that's problem so nice. I have with long term plans is that it was never reprinted. Like I, it's still a card that I want to see reprinted. It's like a what a five dollar uncommon at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. True. True. I mean, it says search your library. So, I mean, that's yeah. default text for like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, nice, nice. So, um, anyway, uh, I was—I had some stuff I was thinking about when I might leap to the next episode because I want to get straight into what Chase has been up to. Um, you've been writing some cool articles lately. Uh, I've seen yeah, yeah. your deck techs have been some of my favorites lately as far as your, t- your tackling commanders that... Not many other people do, and, like, that's what it's all about for me personally, and I know Chesh is a little bit the same, like, keep it creative. Uh, find the weird stuff for sure. And then um, uh, I was thinking of um, Kjovek in particular, and we'll talk about that. But mm-hmm. the latest one I know you've been talking about a little bit is your your new Chandra um, kind of passion piece.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I love that deck. I've had it since uh, the reprints at M20. Um, and I've been just tweaking it and tweaking it and tweaking it as time has gone by. Um, and I decided to write about it this week just because it was something that, you know, with the new releases of like two new Chandras, um, and a really good, uh, damage tripler, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweak this a bit more. (laughs) And I'm really excited because I wrote about 2,088 words on her. Um, so I'm really excited to see if anything gets cut from that um, I know my editors are going to feel, feel a little bit of pain Seeing how much I wrote this week
0: <laughs> No, I'm really excited to see that deck too And I mean, I, I've seen some of the things you've picked up as well um, mm. You got the, I can't remember who made it But the altar of, is it Fiery Confluence? Is that the one? Um, uh, yeah Oh no, no, the, that- is it Confluence or Command can't remember which uh, one, but the one, the four choices. Oh, Incendiary Command.
2: the Confluence. Incendiary I Command. think it's Confluence. I think yeah, it's Confluence. Yeah. Or maybe no, it's Incendiary Command. You're right. I'm yeah, you're way right. Off. Cause it's, yeah. I was Does like, wait, ha- wait
0: a second. Cause I know it's, it's a weird card I've had in my collection for ages mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, we know Cryptic Command, whatever, and like, that's great, but you don't see the, uh, Incendiary Command very much. And, and it's actually, it's like, like a super cool card. I was putting it in Obosh recently because it's a, you know, a five mana kind of, uh, do some damage, but also wheel and that kind of thing. And it's like it's heaps of utility, of course, but it's just not as impressive as Cryptic Man. But these these alters that you'll probably have to fill me in on, or I might have to find a link for who did them, but they're quite amazing for that, like reimagining those four choices on a card template with no picture except for just the words and four kind of directional-like choices uh, in like yeah. a weird, uh what do you even call it? Like those little, um I was thinking Ouija boards, not a Ouija board. There's little things you make in, in school, you know, um, they have the four choices on them, basically. Um, oh, like the,
2: like the like the little, like, uh, blue, B-L-U-E. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. 12, that's like what, that, yeah. That's what don't know what those of. are called. <laughs> I don't remember what those are
0: called. <laughs> but yes, super cool. And I mean, they're the kind of alters I find really interesting that it's more like a graphical template thing, like a reimagining, uh, super, super funny, um, rather than just an art thing. So, yeah, nice, nice.
2: Um, yeah, those were actually done by um uh so she has a couple names just because her normal name is uh Sheepwave, but that was taken on Twitter and so on Twitter she's Sheepy Cutie. Her name is Megan. Um, Megan does a lot of fantastic pieces, um, make some really good cards, Makes some really good alternative arts for cards. And I have just, a at this point, like a pile of her, um, proxies and they're absolutely stunning. So I definitely recommend checking her out.
0: Love it. Definitely need to order some. Cool. Cool. So, um, the next one, yeah, like I said, the, uh, your deck texts have been on fire, um, as far as. Also, some of my favorite writing, you know, to introduce oh. some of the articles. I'm thinking um, that oh, the one I loved, so I, I did a bit of a binge read after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I just need to check some of these out. They're mostly actually all on TCG Player, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. Um, the Who is it? Delicos was my favorite one, the intro there. I was like, I want to read this book. And I was like, walk, <laughs> walking into a bar and it was like, sexy Sailor yeah. Um I was literally funny. up
2: at like 3 a.m. and I was like, why am I going this route <laughs> with him? All I could just imagine was him just, like, chilling out, like, wearing, like, these, like, just, like, these shoes and everyone's, like, he he just thinks he's, like, just, like, the baddest dude around. <laughs> Hot um, Greaves, bro. And you're just there, you're just trying to get a drink, <laughs> but he yeah. won't leave you alone.
0: <laughs> just at a cool sailor bar. is like, what's going on? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't personally, l- what's that? This is why I don't go to bars. I want to go to that bar where the uh, you know people wearing <laughs> lightning greaves. Like, yeah, where you, you see
2: know. a folk with red eyes, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, how you
0: doing? want that artifact <laughs> reduction?" Yeah, <laughs> so I'll give you flying a haste. Um, yeah, but you know, no, I love that. That was that was that was an absolute treat, and I, I love <laughs> Delacoss as a uh, commander. I'm still kind of putting that one together, as you know. Mm. I think he's a little bit under underappreciated in that set. And just super super cool. Um, but the other one I was reading and I was having a massive chuckle about was Kervek because I feel like sa- by the same token, no one's touching Kervik as a watered yeah. down version of the, the Rakdos version, you know.
2: Uh-huh. Um, yeah.
0: Which is like, love that card. It's amazing. But yeah, like mono black Kervek from M21. And uh, everyone's like, oh, it's a bit like meh. Just makes all creatures get minus one. Um yeah. And you're like, oh, well, what can we do this? And, and I think the way you attack that, like, oh. Well, you know what about those dies as default triggers you know and and start messing with those and that was actually super funny,
2: yeah so yeah that was t- one that I was nervous about uh making was I wanted to pick commanders for that were new um just because new is is way more fun to read about and yeah, yet he <laughs> was like, okay, I picked all the ones I really liked. I don't know what else to pick <laughs> and so I just kind of like was like, you know what. <laughs> The other Caravac seems way cooler, so I'm going to choose the the less cool Caravac and just see what I can make from minus one, minus one. And, just and it go turns out like quite
0: a bit, you know? Like, he was like the hipster kind of, uh, you know, ironic choice, but actually seemed like a pretty cool deck. And yeah. there's nothing better than sitting down at a table and they're like, what are you running? That doesn't seem very good. And I'm like, yeah, well, let's see.
2: Exactly. Let's and that's like, I think that's part of, like, the deck building process is, like, um, choosing a commander that you feel like people are going to be like, oh, okay, I don't really have to worry about that or keep that in check. And then it turns out to be much more threatening than it was, I think is a very strategic part of building. And I think it's kind of nifty.
0: Totally. Like the the stigma and, you know, how, how much your commander is going to get targeted is something mm-hmm. I've really seen evolve in the last few years uh, to the point where I rocked up to one of Cheshire's streams once with a skeleton ship deck and they all laughed. And uh then I made them all cry a little bit. <laughs> I love skeleton ships so so much and it's like he just seems so crap. And it's in a similar way actually, like to Kerbeck. It's just he just puts a minus one counter on something and that's it. And yeah. it's the fact that it's just got the juiciest art I've ever seen. It's like a skeleton literally a skeleton ship. Like the name and the, the creature types are the same. And um except for ship I think, but there's there's like skeletons on uh, on dolphins and turtles and things like that and the weirdest weirdest art you've ever seen and i love it to bits to this day so mm-hmm. um but we'll talk a little bit about some of these like juicy includes you found in this particular um deck and then also i mean your process seems really really cool as far as keeping things really fluid and, and quick like I, as far as i understand you brew most of this on a stream
2: yeah, it's very, that's one of the, <laughs> the, the, the freakiest things about it. I love that These decks that. are made between, like, two and three hours. <laughs> and that's and that, really... also, that
0: freaks some people out. Like, they're just yes. like, wow, it takes me months to put something together.
2: Yeah, usually if I'm building something in paper, I like to take my time with it and maybe take a week or two. But this is, um, this is a few hours. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I'm taking on a lot but I actually really find it fun because I'm not alone with it. And I think that's what makes me mm. have so much fun with this is because I brew with people in chat. Um, and I find that to be really great because you can lean on people. And I've actually had some concepts where I'm like, this is totally going to work. And then chat's like, no, that's not going to work. I'm like, why? And then they explain it to me. Or there's a card and I'm like, I don't see why this card is good. And then they tell me and I'm like, holy crap, this is a really good mm. card. Um, and so, it's really cool because you get other people's perspectives. So, it's like a collective thing. So, it makes it yeah, a little a bit massive, easier.
0: You get a massive like knowledge pool, you know, pardon the card pun. But like, yeah, and, and just kind <laughs> of, you know, this focus group to lean on and, and just, you know, that's what it's about. And you get that energy from everyone that's like, yeah, this is awesome. We're, we're putting something together. And then as far as I can tell anyway, you, it means you start making decisions a lot quicker than you might otherwise. Like, I mean, personally, I am an R mm-hmm. on decisions on say my, my o Bosch deck. It's been sitting on the kitchen table for two weeks now. It's like, well, I don't know. Like, and it's like sometimes you just need to like expedite that process. And you know, again, it's I was, I was thinking in like your card choice, but also the time. Mm. You know, restrictions breed creativity, totally. And you know, you just like, you know, what 100%. we're just gonna wrap this up, chuck a few cards, and see what happens, and we'll reassess after. You know.
2: Yeah, but, and I think and that's I the like, really fun part about deck building is that it just—it's not permanent.
0: Exactly, exactly, and I think that's it. Like you know, it, it's it's changing your um. Like I, I think I need to do that a little bit more too. But going, no, that's fine. Just put like put a hundred together, and we'll test mm-hmm. and assess. You know, and see how it goes. But um, yeah, I mean, I laughed my head off when I saw Cormus Bell in your list. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what is this card doing? I was like, was I've seen way. this before, never seen it played. Um, and I, I saw exactly what it does. So, do you want to read it out?
2: Yeah, so there's a little bit of a, a combo that I have in that deck, um, that involves a couple of pieces. Um, you can have it involve four pieces if you want to be really extra. Um, <laughs> but it typically involves you having, um, Caravec out. Um, definitely having one of our Aristocrat effects out. So like a Falcon Wrath Noble or like a, or the, um, oh gosh, the, uh, the new Bastion. The battle- yeah, the, the Bastion. And then um, what you do is you essentially have Urborg out. You can have some um, some of your other, like there's enchantments I have in there that make your you know opponent's things like tap for black or stuff. But the, the, the thing that you need the most is definitely Urborg. Mm. You have Urborg out. Play Quorum a Spell. Um, Everybody's lands are swamps, <laughs> and all swamps become one ones, and then Karabek just boom, 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 mass kills everything. So not only do you have some mass land destruction, but um, you get some triggers off of your aristocrat effects. So that's um, a big ping for like, you know, life, life lost, damage lost. The fourth possible piece is um, having a crucible of worlds, which is you know you're gonna lose all your lands. It's gonna be hard to play the game. Um, so you can cast your lands out. They will die if you still have Quorma spell out, but I still think it's kinda cool that you can just play land, and have the land die, get that other trigger and just keep doing that each turn. It's like
0: mass land destruction with the the kind of uh the point I think Chesh has made before. It's like, you know, if you're gonna do it, like wrap up the game or whatever, but that should put most people on a uh, you know, A pretty low shelf at that point, anyway, and it's going to be pretty funny when it's like, who cares? No one's got lands anymore. It's pretty casual, and you know, but you're
1: sitting there on forty life, and everyone's on ten. So, wrap it up. (laughs) That's that's always my my conundrum. Is always like. Is this too gross for group play or with group understanding go, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, we've played long enough because yeah. the game is now definitely over. Everyone's on um, like
0: 40 life, no lands. That's like, oh, fine. We're going back to the stone age, you know? Like, exactly.
1: Yeah. The, the <laughs> commerce combo is a, is actually quite a forgotten old school combo. Um, I, I used to run it in a blood artist deck <laughs> because it was just like, Hey, I, I can just like destroy all my lands, which are all one ones, ones. And guess what? everyone's gonna take damage so uh there was a couple of different ways to do it back in the day um but yeah like it's it's effective at making people scoop basically so nifty yeah and and it's not something you're going to be doing on like turn four you know you're (laughs) going to be doing it later in the game everyone's had their their chance to play the game and now it's time for you to combo kill everyone yeah it's not some like weird
0: power play or anything i was laughing too it's like you know your aristocrat's pieces and Everyone's mind always goes straight to Blood Artist. I'm like, oh, no, no, you can't run Blood Artist in this deck. It doesn't work.
2: Exactly. And I was one. so sad about that. I was like, so Blood Zero Artist. One. And they're like, yeah. no. And I was like, why? And they're like, he'll die.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God
2: dang, you're right.
0: Chesh, Blood Artist is another one of those examples we talked last week about, you know, if you're running Lightning Bolt in a deck that can really abuse that that number. But mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, if I think it's episode one, sorry, um, if you just have a lightning bolt in your hand and nothing else to mess with it, like a lightning bolt to a blood artist is a really good transaction. You know, like that's often the piece you're staring down on someone's board that you're like, this is going to kill me and I can't do anything about it because I've got things that are either a board wipe, you know, like you tend to max your removal in commander. And it's like, I've got a board wipe, but that hurts me more than anything. Uh, Or, you know, I, I think we just tend to leave out a bit more single target removal, but um, you know, something to uh kind of look at as we we move on and as commander kind of moves maybe not too far into the lower curve but you know we still keep it casual but it's worth you know always remembering to keep your uh, single target removal on 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 board exactly for sure so um yeah Kevic list absolutely amazing love it check it out on um, the tcg player um article that chase has written um what else do we have here the i mean speaking of articles so i know this is a massive can of worms and everything but something i i bumped into for your work over the last year chase was when you mm-hmm. appeared on on zoobies podcast and yeah. um and i know and i saw and then i found cheshire on uh, on zoobies podcast <laughs> I'm like, you're on here as well like far out so um I'd love to speak to Zuby at some stage anyway. Like seems like a really amazing person. But um yeah, that you guys talked about um what was it, your your kind of articles on where was it, Master of Magics uh, last year about mental health. Mm-hmm. And they were ones that I think we can all get into, you know, the day to day of, you know, debt tech tax and that's all fun. But like delving into bigger themes, I thought that was really huge and just really need to be said and penned and, you know, and as as a really nice way to kind of you know just remind yourself that um or oh, everyone's kind of got a big part to play in this that we have all we all mostly go through um I actually add, my theory is we all have in one way or another mental health problems you know on a, on a shifting scale um but uh can you speak a little bit about your involvement with mental health
2: yeah so um i recently just graduated with my master's in social work um and it's something that i've thank you um it's something that i've always wanted to do i'm not really sure why um i just understand that i've had my own issues dealing with mental health on on various you know different scales um Mm -hmm. and learning about it was very interesting for me in college because i in uh, undergrad, I got a bachelor's in psychology, um, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I really wanted to be a therapist because I really wanted to help people mm. because there's there's a lot with it. There's a lot with it that I feel like it's just it's so heavily stigmatized nowadays that it just really breaks my heart to see that it's scapegoated for a lot of issues. It's also just not really understood or even taken seriously by certain individuals mm. And, you know, we're in 2020 and we we really should start taking this very seriously. And so that's something that I just really wanted to focus my life around was just helping others and having people understand that mental health is a serious issue and is just as important as your physical health.
0: Mm, exactly. Yeah, it's the type of thing um, – I always go back to a, uh, a, a quote that my great-grandmother once said and my mom told me about this, that she goes – It's incredible that you uh, these days. The difference is you have something to call it, which is endemic at that time. You know, a few uh, like a generation or two ago, or even it actually is quite recent. Where where you know the stigma was, or there was there was zero kind of understanding of it. Now we've got a bit of a stigma, of course, and and we're kind of working on it. But the world's got a lot like a long way to go. But it was the fact that most people just you know you grin and bear it if there's issues mm-hmm. it's you know everything is really black and white and physical you know there's uh any mental problem is then like you say stigmatized to the point of like well you're crazy and uh mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing but i have a lot of theories about as far as you know we're probably not meant to live in these ways you know like as we are fundamentally organic beings that you know are meant to be outside and meant to be you know foraging for food and surviving and it's like the the modern day kind of cycles of you know we do spend a lot of time on computers we've got a lot of pressures in workplaces and you know there's a lot of things I've I've got a feeling that we're kind of we're probably not really conditioned to do but we just do anyway and that that takes a long-term toll
2: and just when it comes to mental health everything every little thing impacts us whether it's the internet and you're right like whether it's the internet or work interpersonal relationships the way we're raised interactions with her family members interactions at work interactions everywhere it's Mm. it's it's a lot and i really like the fact that what you told me about like you know your your mom and your grandmother telling you is that you know now there's a term for it but it's just it is still a work in progress even for individuals within the the profession it's still a work in progress i like in in one of my master's classes we had to explain um you know how uh you know your your gender doesn't necessarily impact your sexuality Mm. um you know to a teacher we had to explain that to a teacher and our teacher was incredibly receptive um but you know how that doesn't really you know impact it um it was just it was very interesting to kind of like you know understand that you know even people who are considered to be masters in their field are still learning and still trying to understand things um, it's a it's a constantly changing uh, field um, mm. and I'm really thankful that from what I've seen it's 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 good when you have the right people and you're working with the right people yeah. um, and I've seen good people and I've seen bad people um, so it's just it, it, many, many, advice time. Always do your research into, you know, you know, providers of 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 therapy, therapeutic services, uh, yeah, yeah. institutions, facilities. Research is super, 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 super important. Mm. Um, because again, that definition can change for people. You know what one person sees as one thing is another, and you know it's all about perception but it's always good to do research so you can find somebody that is a good fit for you and a good fit for your definitions.
0: That's a, that's a really good point. And I've, I've heard a few people say that uh, seeing a different therapist changed things a lot with perspective and everything, which is fantastic. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, you touched on a point too that I I think, uh, I mean, we've, we've got a bit of a way to go as far as stigma goes. And, and even uh, a therapist I've seen that she said the same thing. Oh, actually, it was the GP that said it, referred me to a therapist, which was more like, yeah, I was having some hard times. But she goes, I can put you on this mental health plan, which, I mean, thankfully in Australia, that's a nice step right now, which is you get some subsidized therapist visits um, for about five or six, I think, uh, which is a bit cheaper than normal. And But they say, as far as getting the government funding to tick this over, we've got to say that. this person has a reason to go see this person you know to see the therapist and my GP was like well I don't fundamentally agree with that because it's insinuating that everyone like needs a problem to go see a therapist and I think that's the, the the you know the understanding and the stigma again we've got to you know still work on which is you've got to have a problem to see this person to fix it whereas I mean the way I see it now it's changed my mind completely that seeing a therapist is mind maintenance and things can be going great. And it's still a great idea to go see one.
2: 100%. Yes. Agreed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to add, like, if, if you, uh, if (laughs) you're a health professional, um, pay particular attention to what they're prescribing you and what is on their desk. Ah, yeah. Don't be afraid to seek, uh, other health providers as well to get a second opinion mm. because it's not so much the case here in Australia, although it does happen from time to time, although it's hugely, hugely illegal here in Australia, but I know especially in the U S that there's a lot of doctors out there who actually aren't looking out for your best interests, but looking out for their own best interests because they're getting feedbacks yes. from like big pharma and stuff. Now, Going on a certain medication is a good thing. It's it's for the most part a good thing, but just be careful and and go to somebody that you trust or ask around your friends and maybe ask around your mm. your friends group for somebody that they trust that you can go and see. Um, just it's your mental health and you need to look after it. So be careful with that shit. That's true.
0: And I was gonna say that that point too. Like having having a good GP is a really Big difference maker in your life, and having a good—I mean, like dentist is the same deal. Like it's finding one that you tend to know personally, which I know it's not always easy to do if you move around places, or whatever. But it's almost like you find a good one. I mean, it's a feeling thing completely. Like you don't fully know. I'm not a medical professional, so. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of being trying to be a little bit more savvy to that. So um, yeah, I was going to say. Um, so how. Where I wanted to kind of wrap this back into, of course, though, but we're talking about mental health in the context of magic, which is really, um, you know, I think important and, and interesting too and, and something I've really noticed that uh, I think you touched on maybe um, in one of the articles or with Zuby as well, uh, the, the strange times we live in, of course, but more than anything I've realized what my LGS means to me now. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: again, the whole mental maintenance thing, I don't think sometimes people forget what having a social group, you know, and, and a place to go to a safe space, so, so to speak, you know, once a week does for your fortitude and, and you kind of conditioning and, and, you know, making sure, I don't know, it's just a really nice check-in. I've really, you really miss that kind of, um, you know, physical kind of touch point these days.
2: Yeah, the LGS is is kind of become a social hub for me and so not really being able to go there it has been very impactful on me mm. <laughs> um and i'm learning you know to kind of live with a life like you know that really lacks that right now and thankfully content creation kind of helps supplement that a little bit um but it's also extremely different um the concept of an LGS a good LGS i should say uh, very, very,
0: very important definition, actually. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it is, is very important. Um, kind of looking at how things are now, um, you know, having an LGS that you feel safe in
1: yeah.
2: um, is in- incredibly imperative and, and can honestly be hard to find. Um, Absolutely. You know, that's the place where you feel comfortable in, where you don't have to worry, where you won't be hearing people you know, say offensive things or yeah. or, you know, kind of have like that, you know, like, haha, it's a joke kind of attitude um, is incredibly important, I think, for my particular mental health because I've I've had some experiences with some wonderful shops. And I've had some experiences with some very not so good shops. Oh um, my word,
0: yeah. Oh absolutely.
2: Even though the selection was great. <laughs> the the way that you know they treat people matters most. Yeah. Um, you know, so when it comes to finding a good card shop, I mean, when you find when you find when it's really good, and you know, with quarantine, making it, it was part of my routine, and having that kind of taken away from me, um, has really impacted my life in a way I didn't think it would. Um, yeah, I thought it would exactly. be kind of fine. Um, so it kind of goes to show you how that. Little bit of social interaction and um, routine, you know, can impact your life in such a way. I didn't really think it would, um, but I get a little phone notification on my phone every Thursday. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh <laughs> hey, uh, Popper is um, is gonna start, so you should, uh, you know, <laughs> go to play Popper. And I'm like, can't do that. But <laughs> T- yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And it's yeah,
2: yeah, it's 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 very weird.
0: Yeah mine's draft on Wednesdays, and exactly that. And 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 I realize I think I told everyone in my group that you know we've got still got a Facebook chat, but it's the thing. I've met some of my best friends ever playing Magic. This particular group is like one of my best mates. But you know, apart from that, they're the otherwise. You know, I might not be that close to some of them, but I, I you know, nonetheless realized I was like within a few weeks. Of not being able to draft on a Wednesday night. And I said, guys, you guys all mean the world to me. And it's like having a support group like this, even if it's not that like, you know, obvious mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it's just what it's about. Drafting on a Wednesday and throwing some laughs and, and like you say, finding that group is really tricky. And I know that's that's fundamental to for someone's engagement as a new magic player too. And, you know, it's you can't it's it's really hard. You can't just rock up to a place and know it's the right one. You kind of need some time and it's got to feel right. And then at the same time, the it's it usually comes from the top down. If the if the place is run by people, you know, that do care about people essentially, like that really does shine through and, and comes through organically. Uh, I know, you know, our, our game, uh, we've got a tiny little game store. It's probably one of the smallest in Melbourne, but it's, you know, I spruik it, <laughs> spruik it to anyone in Melbourne. Like you got to go to this one. It's a tiny little one, but it's like the culture is better than anywhere I've ever been. Um, and I have to say it's like it's it's – you know sometimes magic players can't be the most social uh, people and that's fine but you know there's times as an early player you can really feel like someone's trying to pull the punches and get a power trip out of beating you and not really fostering that you know your connection with the game or making you feel welcome and that was definitely the case I was I mean mm-hmm. I think I was 25 when I was getting into the game proper and all of a sudden I was a I felt like a kid again because someone made me feel that way. I was like, I don't know if this is the game for me, you know. So
2: for me, Magic has kind of helped me become more social. Like, I'm I'm I can be incredibly social when I feel comfortable around friends, but when it comes to new situations, I find that I struggle a lot. Mm. Um and being able to walk into a card shop and go, "Okay, I know for a fact this person likes the same game as me." is a great way for me to kind of open up and sort of have a conversation.
0: Yeah, that's really true. I've found that a lot easier these days and it's, you know, um, I think, yeah, like you say, it's it makes makes you look a lot more internally like, oh, what actually makes me uh, be my best and, and how am I, what kind of situation can I perform best in essentially. And it's like that's that's absolutely key. you got to feel comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm. But also, sorry I- to the people who are listening to this and I sound bleh. I have a headache. I'm sorry, friends. While you're listening to this, I'm in excruciating pain. I feel but really bad and uh,
0: telling you to come on and record with us. But uh, no, like I, say, I didn't if want
2: to. I didn't want to not do it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this because I wanted to. I'm not going to be the person who's like, I can't do it again. You know, like that's. Uh, I don't want to be that person. Well, I didn't say it before, <laughs> but
0: thank you so much. It's you know for even being on here. So um, this is yeah, it's, lovely. It's, it's, it's I, li- I like
2: stuff like this. It's like super oh, relaxing. <laughs> I like it. It's it's literally I'm sitting in like a dark room. I got my computer above me. I feel like I'm in Night Vale right now. You know, I'm doing like the Asmers up against the mic. My- like I'm into this. I love it. I miss podcasting oh, a lot.
0: <laughs> no, it's 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 definitely been my um uh my my preferred method of thing. And like I mean, like I said before, I haven't I don't do much content stuff, and and it's kind of has really just pushed me back into it, and podcasting is really the only thing I've done. But next step is streaming and 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 those kind of things. But just having a chat about this stuff is is what i find relaxing completely um i was going to say before that i had i had a really interesting moment i this sounds really weird i'm a super newcomer to twitch uh and it's getting more involved with this community again um or oh, really oh it was never really much It'd be more the kind of physical space i guess around melbourne but uh getting involved with like the twitter sphere is one thing and then the twitch kind of community as well as far as what's happening in magic and it's really interesting it's 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 Provided a different kind of energy every single day. When I fire up Twitter, you find you're you're doing it, you roll over in bed, you're like, oh, what's on Twitter? And you just get, like, bombarded by this wave of energy. Sometimes negative, but it's like... For the most part, it's really funny. Twitter is what you make it essentially by who you follow and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And it's generally pretty good. And I say I can get the pulse of what's happening during the day, but Mm -hmm. Twitch was one of those ones. I'm used to it now, and I actually... Uh, in the last few days, I've started jumping online, and I mean, I was talking to you the other day. I was talking about uh, one of your commander streams, and I don't know if you realize it was me or anything, but um, I was like, "Oh, I just want to see what people are doing and how people handle this whole Twitch thing because mm-hmm. it's still a wild world to me. That like years ago, I would never have predicted this is the state we live in. That most people are more find it more fun to jump online and see who's playing a game rather than playing them the game themselves and I completely understand why that is a thing now. And it's, there's a community aspect to it. There's, a, there's an energy going on when someone who has a bit of charisma and mm. is having fun and has like harbors a really nice chat group. Why that's infinitely more engaging now than playing the game yourself. And I can totally see it. But there's times when Twitter does this too. But I've, I jumped on then some of my favorite creators from YouTube and stuff. Like I'm a massive Dark Souls fan. This is, you know, going way back, but I jumped on. Sevadi, Vardy, he's one of the big names and he's Australian too, but I jumped on there and there's 2,000 people in chat and I just went, whoa, and it freaked me out a little bit. I was like, whoa, this yeah. is, you know what I mean? Like it was just so overwhelming and like, and it was, there's days when I'm like, I don't know how to deal with that, you know, and, you know, is, is this what mm. I want to get into, but.
2: It is a lot mm. um, and I consider myself to be pretty small and I still find it to be a lot. Um, so I feel like setting boundaries for yourself, like if any, like, if anybody who's listening is like, I want to I content create, um, mm. my first 100 rule would just straight out get, make boundaries for yourself. Yeah, um, really that's sick the and most important thing I could say is boundaries I don't mean boundaries. I mean make healthy boundaries. So don't, uh, you know, fresh out of the gate go. I'm going to stream eight hours a day every single Mm. day. You know, like that's going to kill you. Um, Because I, I'm going to be extremely honest here. um, Love content creation. I love it so much. I think it's fun. I think it's great to share my passions with people. It's it's something I really pride myself on. Um, It can be really exhausting. Um, mm, totally. You know, mentally and physically, which I know sounds stupid because you're like, oh, you're sitting in a chair. Um <laughs> no, it's, it's that inherent um,
0: pressure though, and I, I, I yeah. already see that if I engage in this, I'll be like, oh, like what? Do I have to bring it every day? And there's this e- expectation. I mean, shit, it's like yeah. going to work, you know, like
2: it, I feel that on the
0: on the bad days. You know, some days Being you're like
2: yeah. on is a lot,
0: (laughs) Uh, which sounds very
2: weird because like, you know, I I get migraines a lot. I get tired a lot. You know, I Mm. have back pain and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, there are days where I'm like, God, all I want to do is like lie in bed and just sleep for a while. But, you know, I feel really bad if I take a day off from streaming. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm going to push through. I'm going to do this. And when I'm on, I have a great time and I love it. But, Mm. you know, being on is it can be difficult sometimes, you know? And so like, setting up those boundaries for yourself is so important, whether it's okay. You know, I'm going to, you know, make sure that, you know, I have a bot in chat, so I don't have to constantly do, you know, like, Hey, reminder of this, Hey, reminder of this, or, mm. you know, make sure you take like bathroom breaks. Cause that's also really important, you know, stuff like that, eating before you stream. Cause I tend to eat after and I'm a dummy and that's not a smart <laughs> thing to do. Um, <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. And especially like with Twitter too. Like Twitter is fantastic. Twitter is also super stressful. Mm. Um, and I have a love hate relationship with Twitter because, um, I was also recently talking to, um, Kristen about it. The Kristen Emily, she's wonderful. I love her. Fantastic article writer. She writes for Hipsters of the Coast. She's a fantastic individual and creator. Um, and we've had conversations before about, you know, just like the feeling of missing out. You know, yes. like, yes. like if I'm not on Twitter, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss this opportunity. Mm. I'm going to miss talking about this thing that just got spoiled and I have to talk about it right now. Because if I don't talk about it right now, then people are going to talk about it. And then it's just, it's a lot. <laughs>
0: the speed of it feels that way, too. It's just like, oh if I miss a God, day, yes. I'm out of the loop or something, you know. Exactly.
2: Like-, like, there are days where I just don't feel like going on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and always... When I do those days, there's a little, little voice in the back of my mind like that's like, you're missing something. Mm. Something's happening right now. And it's good. And you're missing it. And I'm like, oh, crap. Um, but like I setting rules for yourself for social media again is important too. like for me when it hits like 10 p.m. on my side of the coast. I'm like, OK, we're done with Twitter for the day. I don't care yeah. what time it is. I don't care if I'm bored. I'm doing <laughs> something else. I'll get back yeah. on in the morning.
0: Just finding this balance. Self-discipline, you know, yeah.
2: It's just finding that that balance to make sure that you're doing okay because, Mm. you know, it can take a toll on you. There's the whole, you know, I have to be perfect at this the first time. There's the whole, you know, the feeling of the imposter syndrome of I'm just trash, I shouldn't be doing this, and then you start to question yourself, and then you compare yourself to other people, and it's just a constant, Mm. consistent sort of like you have to go in – wary and making sure that you're taking a care of yourself first before anything else before you even have a solid concept of what you want to do or the platform go okay this is what i'm gonna just be like okay i know that i want to do this i want to do it on this the like these three days and we're just gonna see how i feel after a week you know Mm. and adjust that that's like my that's my advice is just make sure that you're taking care of yourself
0: that's amazing and it's and it's that type of thing that you, it can be hard not to get overwhelmed in the emotive side of it and, and go, well, logically, I've just got to almost put this sticky note in my brain to go, always remember to, you know, align this to what your, your goals or beliefs were in, in the first um, kind of stage, which is like, I want to have fun, I want to do this and and I mean, Chesh, mm-hmm. I'd love you to kind of chime in here and but we've had a couple of little chats about... Like the whole, I have a I have a, a JPEG on my desktop I always keep and it just says comparison will kill you. And I work in an industry where I'm also always like self-assessing and how I'm going as far as being 31 years old and how am I going as a designer and that kind of thing. And, you know, it's like a oh, career, all that crap. And it's like, well, I'm going to, I need to step back half the time and just go, I'm going to do a lot better if I am feel comfortable. And, and you know, that... Ambient pressures are the absolute inhibitor of any kind of, you know, growth anyway. Like, you've you really mm-hmm. got to be wary of those. But, um, I mean, Chesh and I talk a bit about corporate cultures as well sometimes and they can be the, the thing. But, um, Chesh, do you want to mm-hmm. talk about what, I mean, to the greater <laughs> magic sphere as well that we,
1: we both... Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> sit, sit back, children. <laughs> Welcome. And Relax. Because I've been doing this for a long time and I'm very old. Grandpa Chesh is gonna thing, tell you a story. <laughs> the first thing I'm gonna say is no one gives a shit yeah. about your content. Now, that's not a negative. It's a reality. You don't have to make them give a shit about your content. Okay? Your content, you can't look at somebody like Telerian College and go, Why isn't my content that good? Yes. Alright, so Brian has editors to make his content look better brian's content is great it is made better by those editors game nights same deal that's why we decided to just go with live gameplay and not go with a fully edited there's like 400 hours of editing it's nuts yep i can't afford like five editors to be working on my stuff your stuff isn't gonna look great but you know what you're just starting out yeah who gives a shit exactly do what you feel you're happy with yeah do like fill in your niche And I'm not saying, like, you go out and find your niche and be different from anyone else. That's not going to happen. There are so, so, so many people out there that it is 99% impossible that you are going to find something that no one else is doing. If you find it, amazing. But even if you find it, it doesn't mean people are going to watch. You have to do the footwork. You have to be in those Facebook groups talking to people, not spamming your links, talking to people friending those people, making friends, building community, it's, it's really important. Now, I myself, I've been doing this for years. No one outside of Australia really knows who I am, except like some content creators. Hmm. I don't even know who I am. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Does anyone, but like, Does anyone really? <laughs> it, see, it's,
1: it's really hard for Australians because we're not on the same time zone as the US or the UK. So, we have to do extra hard. We have to try extra hard. And that's fine. And that's, it's going to be a thing. Like, the main thing that you have to focus on is don't give a shit how many views you're getting yet. Mm. Don't worry about it. No one's going to sponsor you. What does it matter to you? You, you want to monetize on YouTube? Who cares? You're going to make like 24 cents and you'll never get it back. Yeah. You, I mean, that's, that you're doing it for the wrong reasons then anyway, you know? Like, you, it's. Exactly. It's- subscribers, look, even I'm focused on subscribers, right? I'm at like 740 on the YouTube. It's hard not to be. The reason that I'm focused on subscribers though is because I'm focused on having a look at how my growth is doing. Hmm. But if you're a new channel or if you've only been doing this for three months, don't. Six months, don't. A year, don't. Just sit back, do what you want to do that makes you happy. If you're making content and that content does not make you happy, you are doing the wrong thing. Yeah, that true. will come That's through true. in your videos totally. Yeah. So, so play the so, strengths.
2: Can I piggyback off of that? Because, I want to say two. Of course. Number one, um, I always found it very interesting, like. It- I'm going to go a little off-tangent, but it's on-tangent, but off at the same time. Oh, um, we go been very interesting <laughs> 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 that, uh, that people, like, content creation tends to lean more towards, like, American time. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I find that to be mm-hmm. extremely weird. Um, you know, that, like, you know, I feel like it, it shouldn't, like, matter. But at the same time, I'm in America, so I, I'm, like, mm-hmm. you know on the East coast where people, most people tend to have like East coast time sort of streams. So again, like that's, is that. I, so. actually a,
1: <laughs> I actually have a, I actually have a quick response to that, yeah. a, especially being here. Yeah. Is because our, we don't have the biggest player base. And uh, that's, that's why it's all based on like working to American times. Like, especially in Australia, you'll notice, uh, when Shivan put out that post, what, a month ago about like, Hey, Australians, who are your content creators? Yeah, yeah. And he got three responses. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. how many Australians, the who play Magic actually follow him on Twitter? How many Australian Magic accounts can you even find on Twitter? Like outside of those, you know, what, 10 content creators? Then if you look at how many Commander players from Australia you can find on Twitter, I can tell you of uh, two main ones, and I guess a third one, mm. which is a caster, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, that's that's why it's all focused around in America, but continuing tangent.
2: That's very sort of interesting. We'll have to talk about that more some other time. Um, but the mm-hmm. other thing I was going to say is um, when I first started out creating, kind of, again, piggyback off of what you said, um, I, I was so focused on just being the best. And that was po- the worst thing I could have ever done. Um, I have a perfectionist streak that is incredibly mean that permeates throughout my entire life, be it my job, my education and content, mm. um, and I thought that would carry me to, you know, success. Um, the answer is that's wrong. For me, at least, it was wrong. Um,
0: because you'll never reach the personal me, bar, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs>
2: it made me judge myself to unrealistic standards to the point where it was very unhealthy Um, I was so numbers focused it was just not a good time Um, you know if I was like a certain number lower than my previous stream I was a failure if I didn't get this many Twitter followers in this amount of time I was a failure Hmm. if my you know I mean like it just it became this very negative thing and I just did not know why I was doing that to myself. And I used to celebrate like follower milestones on Twitter and I really try not to do that anymore because at this point I just want to make things that make me happy. Um, mm. and you know, that make people happy. And if they like it, that, that's awesome. Um, you know, I want to perfect what I do and I want to be good at it, but I don't want to be, you know, have that be detrimental to myself. And that's where I was <laughs> originally was constantly, um, you know, like, If i didn't you know get a certain amount of numbers i was like you're trash you're trash you're trash you're trash you're just Mm. you're just so lesser than these other people you you know you're doing the same thing and yet you suck and like at that point i it it just for me when i stopped caring about the numbers and i mean i still do care about numbers you know i still get a little anxious and a little bit nervous but when i stopped making it my main focus I began to have more fun at streams. There were streams that I had where I forgot I was streaming, you know, and I was like, okay, I got to talk. Um,
0: and, and they become you know, better, don't they, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a weird sort of thing, like, you know, and it's not going to be easy to stop caring. It's still not easy yeah, for me. I still worry. You know? But I do have to recommend, like, in the beginning, just focus on doing something that you feel like you would like and maybe even your friends would like. Um, And then, you know, just keep doing it and see where it goes.
0: Yeah, I think that's a massive level-up moment and, and, you know, uh, a point that I know, like we say, like, silencing stuff is really hard at the best of times. But, you know, a big level-up moment personally for people is when if you sit there and you you listen to yourself and and go, how am I actually feeling about all this? And, you know, uh, can I actually readjust what my original priorities were? And when you do, it's, you know... That's a bit of uh, you're conquering a little bit of yourself, and that's you know that's a huge moment if because I mean, I'd like to advocate to people, I don't always do it on the best of times, but listen to the way you're feeling, like try and try and think about how you feel right now and, and try and get to the heart of why that is, and then, you know, can you turn that and around it, and go, "Why do I want to do this?" you know
2: And it shows it just shows when you relax, mm. which I didn't think it would. But it is <laughs> like, wow, I'm way more relaxed now about it. Um, you know, just taking, taking the time to find that relax. And also, again, just, you know, the boundaries, you know, um, there would be streams where I would power through migraines and I don't do that anymore. If I feel sick, I'm like, mm, not going to stream tonight. Sorry. Mm, exactly. <laughs> just just make sure that you're taking care of yourself, both physically and mentally, um, and it'll be very apparent and evident in your content. Exactly.
0: I was going to say too, it's, um, I mean, uh, it's sad to say sometimes, but you, I mean, part of that big booming Twitter sphere every single day is we've, we've even seen recently, uh, I see it fairly often, like really, really good, you know, followed creators, uh, you know, that are very well known and they're saying, I don't know if I feel this feels right anymore and I don't know if I feel right. And even ones that like, you know, you see as some of the most positive people on the planet, and they're just burnt out And you're like Oh no Like what on earth And I mean I'm thinking of yeah. uh, The one that comes to mind um, Is it Ben Wheeler From Loading Ready Run He took a break From Twitter recently uh, And I was like You're the most positive uh, person ever Like I was like Four And then I even like I remember that, not, that day She even had to Take Wheeler. a break what was that I... It was the other Ben Oh sorry uh, Ben Ben Humor Yeah sorry Sorry my bad um, But yeah Ben Engineering is his Twitter handle Yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah
2: I have to 100% say, and this was something that I thought, when quarantine started, um, I felt that while there was a huge opportunity to create, there was also an insane amount of pressure to create as well. Yes, You know, everybody else has free time, you know, (laughs) so do I. Why am I not using it to be productive and make content, you know, um... And again, I also dropped that <laughs> mentality, too, because, um, you know, some people just have more energy than others. Some people can handle doing it multiple days. Some people can only handle doing it two days, you know. Yeah, true. It just depends on yourself. And, and, and you know, again, like, I think that people are feeling burnt out because, you know, we're, we're in a time where we're experiencing a lot. Um, and it just keeps piling on. Um, and it's taking a toll on people. And so I can completely understand, mm. you know, why people are feeling like I'm tired. I just need a break, and mm-hmm. it's important to know when that moment is to go. Okay, I need a break.
0: Totally, and I think I have I have self guilt sometimes for going. I right, Why can't I just wake up and feel great about what I'm doing? Uh, I We do live in one of the most lucky places in the world right now. Yet still, it's really hard to avoid that kind of you know feeling a bit defeated about what's actually going on. Just globally not even in our country and and you know that drains you a little bit if you you pay a bit too much attention to it and then i think you know like uh, just saying that it's like well why do i have anything to worry about you know i've got it great i should just be able to turn up and you know do what i i want to do with a lot of energy and anything that um uh i, I was going to say it's it's that realization too that you know um something i want to touch on that it's these outlets we had like it's the going to the game store we realize has a lot bigger an impact than we realize it's for me it's playing basketball once a week with a bunch of people and it's uh thankfully now i've tried to find i know logically that the answer to help that thing is you know a little bit of exercise some fresh air some nature um you know but some days you just like you feel a little bit overwhelmed by everything but um I mean, I'll ask you guys, but do you have anything you love to, you know, make sure you incorporate into a week to make sure that that management, you know, that mental load is kind of uh, tape it a little bit?
2: Um, for me, it's weird. I kind of go all over the place. I just make sure that I do something that is not magic related every now and then. So, yeah. like, I've picked up knitting again after oh, nice. stopping for a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> rereading um some of my old favorite books um and i'm also playing um one of my childhood games that got a remastered for the switch um which i'm so happy about uh spongebob battle for bikini bottoms <laughs> so i know that? it's a kid's game <laughs> but i grew up with that game on yeah. my xbox and i loved it and the remake just came out and i'm like living it up and i'm so happy and it's Better graphics, and it's literally my childhood. But on my new console, it makes me so happy. So, that's what I've been doing. I think I've almost completed the game, and I bought it yesterday. (laughs) I've actually
0: found myself getting really nostalgic about any number of things lately. Like, for that reason, you go, what is, you know, when the world is a little bit more normal, and we just had a lot less to worry about. Like, what were those times like? And I was like, oh, Morrowind, those are the times. Year 10 for me, you know. Beautiful times. And you just get oddly nostalgic.
1: I am... I'd, I'd like to say that I have time for a break between what I do mm. uh, content creation wise, but to be honest, like... You're one of the hard-
0: hardest working people I know, Chesh. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've that. I bit, really do. I,
1: I know. I, I've been pretty full on between the Pokemon Players Cup um, and these, you know, hashtag sponsored Wizards <laughs> vid- videos that I've got coming out and, you know, breaking down, you know, it's it's been almost two weeks that I've fully broken down five precon commander decks, upgraded them all, recorded voice for them all, you know, currently cut three of the videos with two of them left to do that I should be done by this weekend so I can start releasing them. Um, and maybe then I can take a break. Mm. Uh, I, I guess, like, so I, I do a, a, a nine to five thirty job basically, not a nine to five. Um, we we have to work an extra half hour in Melbourne because it's I don't understand and it's stupid, but anyway. Oh, my hours are um, technically
0: nine to five thirty, but it's like well, you know that's pushing out to eight. Like <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre- exactly. Pressures, right? Um,
1: yeah, exactly. So like, I have a corporate day job that's extremely full on and numbers based and. You know, with somebody that is it's basically constantly watching your productivity because they're corporate and mm. if they can get some more blood out of that stone, they absolutely will um, because, you know, that's that's the nature of corporate. Like, there's always trying to push the limit to yeah. try and get stuff done and take on new reports and stuff. Set the and new so, bar, you
0: know, And as, as we had exactly. a big lofty discussion with Jason last week about...
1: I mean, the only time and it sounds really i know it sounds really unhealthy because it's like you're working all the time and you're right it is but like i still do manage to find like half an hour here and there where i like i will stop and i will watch something bit you know somebody's youtube or you know like chase i i pop into chase's stream now and again during the day when i'm at work I have it off to the side, so it's kind of, like, running in the background through my phone. Jason's stream's super relaxing. Processing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Or I'll pop on YouTube and I'll watch, you know, a couple of YouTube videos while I can. Thank you to those people who keep them just around the 10-minute mark instead of, like, 30 (laughs) minutes. Um, Not like myself. I could never do that. That's a different story for a different time. Um, But I'll, I'll like, I'll pop on to try and watch some content or something. Mm. And I guess the problem is I'm so ingrained in magic that it's usually, or I guess magic and Pokemon, it's usually magic or Pokemon because
0: you feel you have to
1: in a way. No, it it's because I first and foremost I I like to watch other people's stuff when I can. Yeah. I, I don't like being one of those people that's like, no, I just don't watch your stuff. <laughs> like, I'm above that somehow. Yeah, me, exactly. Yeah, and there there isn't. You know, there's not, I, I guess there is a few content creators that I don't watch because something in their stream irks mm-hmm. me. They've got, uh like, some sort of, you know, and these people aren't going to know who I'm talking about, luckily, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they might have some sort of, like, weird speech pattern thing. Yeah. Um, Or their their microphone might be, like, this close and you can hear... <kisses> All the time, you know, like if, if your mouth is wet, I do not want to hear I'm sorry, that, I hope that I'm that cutting out audio properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the, the sharpness of, of audio for me is worse because of my eyes. So I am legally blind. I have keratoconus, which means that I have a degenerative eye disease. And at some point I'm probably just going to go totally blind. It's going to happen. I, I don't have a way around it. Um, but because of that my ears take over for what my eyes are lacking. Mm. So with sharp audio, like somebody eating on a podcast, if you are chewing gum or if you are just chewing or something, it just drives me absolutely bonkers. I can hear it so crystal clear that it, it just, like, it sets me off. And I just, I can't listen to you. I will not yeah, listen to I mean. somebody do that. Um, and it, it's a, it's a weird thing, I know. But it's like... So, there are some content creators that I just can't stand because of, like, strange little quirks to do with me, not to do with their content. The content is, you know, probably extremely brilliant, but I just can't listen to them. Oh, oh.
0: So, I was going to say, conversely, there's the ones, too, that are oddly calming, you know. whether I mean, I don't get ASMR, like, I don't, it's not my thing, but... I definitely know what it's like to, you know, I know why some creators are more calming than others, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, completely outside of magic, if you guys have ever listened to the 99% Invisible podcast, which is about architecture and design, the guy Roman Myers is just an absolute, like, he's got such a following. And I think it, once he coined on to oh, yeah. the fact people love his voice, you know, that was, he really put it on. And um, But, yeah, I've fantastic. I
1: definitely listened to that podcast not <laughs> same with them <at> <laughs>
0: stuff you should know podcasts as well like they are just an oddly calming one and um you know have that kind of demeanor to them but uh yeah i know i know what you mean for sure actually the other one i was going to say mm. in and then into something to put on to calm me down and and just go oh, it's nice to have in the background and even kate my wife's noticed i put it like those videos on a lot but brandon from booster shooter I absolutely adore the fact that, first of all, like, first of all, what he's doing, which is buying random Craigslist buys and stuff like that. And then just he's, he's just such a calming dude. And like, you know, like, this is nice. And it's, it's not it doesn't it doesn't feel like the intense pressure of or like energy of
1: otherwise sometimes what's actually going on in the magic sphere. Exactly. I mean, the other thing with Brandon is, and I'm going to step back from the mic for a second so I can do this. <laughs> he's not going to do one of the. Uh, oh my god, guys! Can you see what I I'm so awesome? Woo! Yes, he's not going to do no. That. And and that kind of YouTuber as well, like yeah, yeah. Uh, That's the intense I, I energy try...
0: that turns you off a bit, and you're like, oh, is this right for me? Yeah. You know, like you feel like you're you can't match that energy in a way, and so like, what am I doing? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Like
1: I try and put a bit of energy into my videos and stuff, but. Like, I've just always had a problem with, like, um, the, the bro attitude of some people. <laughs> and it's not just dudes. It's not just dudes. It's, it's, there's a lot of people yeah, out okay. there who do it. Um, but it's, it's the same with the, uh, the, the, the little girl voice that some people put on. You I know. I know what you mean, or, yeah. Or the super, like, burly, manly voice that some people put on. You know, like, it's, it's stuff like that just really grinds my gears because it's just like maybe don't like yeah, i mean be be you and this is clearly not you like especially with the the bro dudes who are like you know they sound like that they're um in Alpha Beta Sim and they've been drinking for the last, you know, 36 hours. And they're like, hey, man, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm so fucking cool. Mm. I'll just, like, jump on in and I'm going to open this shit and it's going to be real. And it's like, no, it's, it's not. Please don't. I think my you know, issue there is wait.
0: that, I mean, it's, I, I just like to see everyone be their person of themselves. Like, they're kind of honest version of themselves not what they think someone else dictates exactly. but i mean but horses for courses it's different tastes of course
1: yeah well the more authentic somebody's content is like chases says, comes the more through, it's yeah. going to attract me yeah like <laughs> you know with chase like chase your your writing has a certain personality to it mm. and that's what draws me to actually read your stuff well oh, thank you you know you're welcome um, the same with Brandon stuff. Like, Brandon, for anyone out there who doesn't know, Brandon's actually a mailman. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can tell. His content has a no lot to offense, do with the post. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can tell, because he is, he is like quite, quite literally what I would define as like a nerd. Mm. He is a nerdy dude, but that's like so authentic to him. But with charisma, Ian. And that, and it's, it's not like a play on nerd. He's just like got nerdy overtone and, I just absolutely can watch him, like, open shit all day, every day. It's genuine. You know? Um, you have the professor who's, you know, literally was a professor. Mm. You know? Um, and, and the way that he speaks, you can tell that he was an English professor, you know? Um, you've got you've got Kenobi, of course, you know, the, <laughs> the brash British, like... Yeah, he is who he is, exactly, know, and he knows hooligan. who he is. Yeah. yeah, and he's never played anything against that. He's always said, like... Yeah yeah, this is me, like, you know, I'm just, I'm a young dude and I'm kind of stupid sometimes, but, you know, I like, you know, a party when there's a party and sometimes <laughs> I just like, you know, just chilling, like, I'm i am just a chill guy and that really comes through. And a lot of these content creators that, that I watch, that I love, it really comes through in their stuff, yeah. like Ben Gineering, you know, and, and even some of yeah, the- Yeah, that broke my heart, man, like, it really
0: creators. did. It, like, I was just like, whoa, you know, that's how he feels- by what's going on around, I was like, well, you know, you really got to check in with yourself sometimes and just go, how am I actually going? And, and I think that's the big thing that a lot of people leave it a long time before ever thinking that's an option. And I think more and more it is an option, you know. And Like, say, Chase, like, that's an amazing thing. If you can go 10 o'clock, I'm going to turn off, like, and, you know, find something else to do. And it's, I think that's hugely important.
2: Yeah, mm. 100%, I would agree with that.
1: Mm. It's hard to do. But, yeah, that... That's that's one of the reasons why we have, you know, entertainment as part of this particular <laughs> yeah, exactly. podcast. Exactly. It's our holiday. Else... <laughs> if yeah, magic's, well, ever, magic's I mean, ever too much, it was just a whole movie discussion or like, you know, I'll, I'll go through my me, record like, collection. I, 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 for me, it's, it's that I'm still working, but hmm. I can use that work as an excuse because it's like, well, I'm partially working, but I'm also like digging down to try and find something that I want to talk about that I feel passionate about rather than it just be like work, 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 yeah. work because and and you're right, Sam, I do, you know, probably way too much work to be honest. <laughs> like I and, and and it's that's not me being all like, oh, I'm so fucking no, good no, no. because to be honest, like I wish I didn't work so hard. Mm. I wish that my brain wasn't wired to like you've you've gotta always be on, you've gotta always be doing stuff because And you're always self assessing you know, too, you know and that's exactly that's great. And and but some people are gonna like absolutely burn themselves out doing that mm. you know it's taken me years to get to realize like oh okay like what actually matters what should i be looking at like how can i work as hard as possible but without killing myself? efficiently
0: you know and, and work smarter work less type thing i mean that was that was something yeah. we got into um i'm very lightly with jason last week like what is that life about and i think the quarantine's really made us reassess that a little bit as you know immediately it was like, oh, you should just do all the content because you're home and all that stuff. And it's like, "Well," But you can only ever do so much, of course. And it's like, but I, I hope the future is people, you know, led down a little bit of a, a more reassessment path to go personally, like what matters to you, what really does. And like I say, I've you know, I've tried to find a lot more calm and, and you know, kind of uh, put that anxiety down a little bit by being surrounded by nature a bit more and appreciating home. Some days harder than others. others, of course. Like you, You're just not going to be able to control half the time which days you wake up and it's just not all gelling, you know, and it, it's just all a bit too much. But, um, you know, the talking about it helps, I think, and it's, you know, we're all in a kind of uh, self-discovery kind of phase. I think you said before, Chase, about medical professionals. That was a really good point that I think everyone should totally look at themselves that way no matter what level they are. And, you know, you're always learning. You're always learning about yourself. You're always learning. Like no, you can. There's no such thing as a hundred percent master of anything.
1: Did the internet just die? No, I'm here. Okay. Just think about that I was point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, did did my bad ass Australian internet finally just kick the uh, bucket? Well, again? <laughs> there's a reason we don't do video on this either, because it will just it's it's just too much for it
0: to handle. Uh, anyway, that's, I mean, that has been everything I've wanted to talk about mental health wise plus more. And it's, you know, that makes me really <laughs> happy. Like, thank you so much. And um, I was going to say uh, the other thing I had down on here, I was hoping, Chase, you can um, kind of give me a bit of a guideline of. Mm-hmm. Uh, brawl as a commander light fix is something I, I've been witnessing recently. I know Chesh has been doing his awesome um, commander distancing videos and, and that's a way to do the whole uh, commander experience. You know, it's not in person or whatever. We've done it over streams and that's awesome. But I've recently got Arena on Mac and it's just been a revelation. And uh, But mm-hmm. I've had to distance myself and go, I can't play too much of this every day. I'll get, you know, absolutely just burnt out essentially <laughs> it's just too much yeah. um, but i have seen i was like oh brawl is actually a cool little solution uh for some on the fly kind of brewing and that kind of thing but have you been playing a bit of brawl uh stream wise and everything
2: um i used to play brawl quite a lot um mostly for uh streaming yep. um but then i kind of decided to take a bit of a breather from that um, just because I prefer paper much more, yeah, um but i yeah, I have dabbled a little bit in um in just really fun, cool sort of bra builds um uh, there's a lot of really cool uh, bra builds out there,
0: yeah, and I think that's what the, what it's about, and that it's like you know, I saw that allure of like, oh cool, I can just build some some fun little stuff without the pressure of it being completely competent or even like you try the light version of what might become a commander deck, you know that kind you know could be kind of cool, but. My experience was definitely that, you know, you've got an anonymous, per- anonymous person on the other side and it's 1v1, which is inherently sometimes doesn't feel like the best commander to play. Um, but that's fine. It's just, it, it is something, I guess. And, you know, I even looked at the Vito deck the other day, Mono Black, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then Jumpstart came out and I think I might even just keep playing with it a little bit more as far as now Jumpstart has all those historic kind of uh, commander cards on there, on Arena, so... Uh, Chesh, you had something to chime in on about um, now that Jumpstart is technically released, but not really,
1: without getting too soapboxy. Sort of, of, but if-ish. Although I did get an update this morning that apparently Jumpstart looks like it may have made its way finally to Australia. Like, yeah, Uh, apparently sometime yesterday, because yesterday was release date, but I'm not entirely sure because our local game stores are a bit... Squiffy Mm. on information. They certainly have it available on their sites. Um, Buy smart. uh, So, remember that... And I know I've touched on this before, but... um, No stores are open. Mm. (laughs) This product is is intended for... You know, returning players and newer players... And, you know, veterans alike. To, like, go into a physical store... And play a physical game with the physical cards. Don't buy a box for, like... Anything over hundred and sixty dollars. Uh support your FLGS absolutely, but this product is not a limited product. It is an unlimited print run. Yeah, it'll be around. This man. means that wizards can just print and print and print and print. Which means that like, Crater Hoof, the, the like just just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Buy buy singles if you need to, but certainly don't go and buy a box for like anything over hundred and sixty dollars because it's really not worth it shouldn't be inflated. your time. Um, I, speaking of Booster Tutor, I actually watched Booster Tutor open a box of Jumpstart last night. Oh, cool. And he got hosed. Oh, really? Hosed, hosed, hosed. Like, it was just not worth it at all in the slightest to buy it as, as a box. Now, I always say to people, if you're buying a box to crack, you can't always get a Chesh special one right <laughs> nice segue, man <laughs>
0: <laughs> chase
1: did you see this
2: no Chesh opened the
0: master box of all master boxes it was it was yeah. silly
1: mm-hmm. it it was it was pretty ridiculous um uh, it was like a full house of tavorians and ugins plus like yeah it it was just you wanted one probably you the- wanted
0: one ugin you almost got to place it
1: yeah yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean we don't usually really condone that product, but sometimes you gotta do it, I guess. And and I wasted all, all my luck,
2: luck in Conspiracy Two. Oh
0: what a set. <laughs> what a set. I miss Conspiracy Two more than anything for our chaos drafts that we started doing at our miss, LGS. And it was
2: I I
1: just miss the conspiracy as it's set. Like, yes, when exactly. are we going to get a Conspiracy 3? Oh, we're not. Totally. Because we've got all this other supplemental product that we didn't ask I want to ask Gavin about right. that
0: because he's worked on both of them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he has. Yeah, I, Absolutely. all-time favorite sets. Are, they're right up there for sure. What did, mm. what did you open in Conspiracy Chase?
2: Yeah, somebody asked me why I was buying Conspiracy 2 packs. And I was like, I want the to ready, And right as I said that, I to
0: the Racto Sturetti.
2: <laughs> so, I wasted he's all my cool. luck about three years ago. <laughs>
0: um i
1: feel you i feel you i uh i had a game
0: yeah like like i say so we our lgs in like our wednesday draft nights uh, about a year ago even even probably before they somehow evolved into doing chaos drafts every wednesday and uh it was the type of thing before that a chaos draft was a rare treat that you might get to do once a year or something oh this is awesome and word got out and we just had a bit of a crew and it was just every wednesday chaos draft to the point where it it evolved from, you know, a lot of people say Chaos Draft is like, uh, yeah, like, you know, you just end up playing a Cabs deck, you know, like you just use like vanilla beaters essentially, and that's how to do it. I'm like, no way. Like, we found so many nuances in in Chaos Draft and put together some of the most nut decks you've ever seen. And I think there's also a social understanding of like what, what packs are really good to add to the, the fold, you know, like your water spark sometimes just high powered. Um, conspiracy was always amazing. Like the whole, if you're playing one on one with conspiracies, you can have some really overpowered stuff. And I remember what like a pack one pick one once was weight advantage. I'm pretty sure it's called, which is just a default uh, assault formation in the command zone <laughs> you always have access to. So there I am like picking two mana zero fours and just absolutely went to town. It's so funny, but, um, one of the best ever was I had a Coiling Oracle and a Mana War. I love Mana War so much, a bit like um uh what's his name from limited resources. Um just uh, anything.
1: Marshall Sun- Marshall. Yeah.
0: Like, I listen to him like every week and like why don't forget his <laughs> name. Anyway. Uh but I had uh, two conspiracies naming both of those two. And so one of them was to search up each other. So you had this perfect curve. You hit a coiling oracle or a uh, man war and you're going to town, you'll find each other. And then the other one was basically a Zarda hedron grinder effect on a creature of your choice as a secret conspiracy. So you had, you target this and it targets all your stuff. And so there was just pump spells. There was, you know, like double strike, everything like that for like just captaining the Mana war. So that kind of weird creativity that, um, conspiracy had. I, I just, I love ways that warp the game like that. And it was so much fun. I want more. <laughs> um, you're so important. <laughs> Jumpstart, Chesh. I just wanted to like punctuate that point that I, I see it as that I think we'll see it for a long time as far as it is. I, I, I see it as one of the most important onboarding kind of tools for getting people into magic, like opening packs. Don't have to deck build. You just jam together. You play it even if you don't know fully what's going on you can generally get the grips of a game essentially and, and I think more so than things like Planeswalker decks things like that and, and that I think we'll just see it in stores for for quite a while it, it should sell well it should serve as that onboarding experience and those reprints for commander um, players and everything so yeah I don't I don't think That's they're really, ever going like,
1: to they should never inflate uh, price wise there's some like really cool hits like Tiny, Tiny Bones and stuff don't get me wrong but at the end of the day, like, there's not anything you should be overly concerned about. Like, I'm going to crack a whole box because I want this card. Yeah, exactly. The lands are great. The, the, common, the common tap lands are awesome. They are cool. They're very cool.
0: But it's like mystery but boosters in the amount of cards there are. You know what I mean? Like, it, you're exactly. you're going to be really hard pressed to find one particular rare.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Mis- speaking about mystery <laughs> boosters. <laughs> that's why I said it, man. <laughs> I'm going to be chucking my luck tonight. That's for sure. That vod is going to be up by the time this is up. Uh, and I'm going to crack a mystery booster box and we're going to go on a hunt for a crypt because last time we went on a hunt for an Ugin and we cracked, you know, two oh, foil you want a crypt, Ugins yeah. and <laughs> uh, A normal Ugin and a foil to and a normal taferi. Speaking terferi,
0: so, of know. Gavin sets, that was an absolute godsend. And, you know, uh, i really sad. I never got to draft it, which is
1: as the I'm pandemic started. So. To, yeah, I'm interested to talk to Gavin about that because the first thing I want to say to Gavin is... Why the foils?
0: What do you mean? They had to replace the playtest cards or whatever they were. But why did they need to? Because uh, you had an empty slot.
1: No, <laughs>
0: you had a playtest <laughs> card slot. Ah, uh, yeah, true, true, true. Ah, uh, do do you feel <laughs> like it's it's added to another artificial scarcity for those?
1: Well, it's not just that. Like, so not everyone could get to a GP, right? Yeah. I feel oh, like yes, I, I, Cheshire's
0: Brisbane story I'm, coming up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and we'll actually touch on that for a second as well. Um, so, basically, when I went to GP Brisbane, I got one draft in, um, mm. which was, I think, on the Friday. Um, and then we couldn't get a draft for the rest of the weekend mm. because they had scalpers who were running all the dra- into all the drafts, putting themselves and down just exiting, and buying yeah. out all the product. Keeping it sealed and then selling it off for like three times what it was worth to vendors. See, that's the thing, Chase. There's a lot of things in magic in Australia
0: that we treat as precious gems. And it's like things like this, like some products turn out this way. Also, just the very uh, existence of any kind of event is an absolute precious gem to us these days. I've been to one GP and that was... Still, one of the greatest experiences mm-hmm. of my life. Yep. I had so much fun, and it's like, why don't
1: we have more? So. Of course, it was. That's where we met. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like so. Uh, it's it was extremely disappointing to find out that Channel Fireball, even though Friday sold out pretty quickly, and then Saturday sold out instantly, that they hadn't put anything in place to. Protect the drafts, you know, you had... We sat down with a dude who already had, like, a full binder of everything... And was just, like, you know, drafting all of the playtest cards... So nobody else really yeah, got any... Yeah, it just spoils the um, whole experience, doesn't it? Like Exactly, the whole experience was just not what it was supposed to... Not no. what Wizards intended, let's put it that way. Um, I, and it was shit, I see, I it was see what just mean, such yeah. a shit yeah. time. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, we get one opportunity... That opportunity gets absolutely devastatingly ruined by scalpers. We never get that opportunity again. Um, As far as we know, those boosters aren't coming back to GPs. And if they do, we don't even know when we're going to have another GP anyway. These boosters are never coming to retail because there's a retail version with you Know, set th- a, a set number of foils, and even then, they're precious <laughs> gems too. Like you, I, I said, I was surprised you even found a box, so you
0: know, that's gonna be fun to open tonight. Well,
1: and that's it, like, the this this box is like $330 Australian, um, which is less than a lot of places I've been seeing these boxes. These are the retail version, not the not the convention, but twice what version. they were when they released, you know, but still probably yeah, no, still reasonable value f- in a way. Yeah, I'm seeing them sell for like four hundred plus mm. for a bloody retail version in in US dollars. That's uh between what three three fifty approximately US mm. is about four hundred dollars Australian ish or three three forty maybe. So I mean, figure that one out. Like it's stupid because pandemic obviously is causing issues with shipping, mm. but you know coming back to the fact that we would love to get those convention boosters and play with those as a draft mm. because it was such a cool, unique idea, but it was just poorly, absolutely abysmal in the the way that it was, you know, kind of done. It was just a, a poor rollout, mm. basically. Yeah, and then, um, I mean... and it, it's a shame because the one that we did get to do was extremely fun. Yeah. It was such a cool thing to, like here's all these cards from my history, because I've been playing since, like, you know, basically, slash beta. Um, you know, I've been obtaining cards since beta, at least. And, it's and the like, memories and nostalgia in there, you know. Exactly. You know, and, and my partner, Hayden, hasn't been playing near as long as I have. Like, I introduced them in, uh, just after Innistrad, you know. Um, and they love the game, and they especially love drafting. That's their jam, but can't get the convention mm, boosters exactly. to draft with and so they had to work and they absolutely missed out on being able to do this and yeah oh, it's just sad yeah, it's, it's just doesn't make sense chase
0: did you get to touch any um mystery roosters when they came out and everything
2: uh yeah i was able to buy um a box and nice. i opened them I got some cool cards and I made just like $10 over my money back, which yeah. is really cool, but no mana crypt, unfortunately. No, neither. It's would be so sad.
0: <laughs> I did two boxes and it was the weirdest thing that I I had the first box kind of just done. It was the $160 at the shop level, which is I, why did I not buy a case at that price anyway? Uh, but I was like, oh, everyone come over and draft it and I was really excited. And about that week, a little thing happened called the pandemic and i was like nah and my security of feeling comfortable around lots of people like completely dropped and has never returned and so i never got to i just sat on my desk for a little while and when things went really bad i won't go into it too much but uh, my mom had a uh, a really bad health kind of scare at the same time which was the timing was impeccable Um, and i resulted to opening one booster a day and it was like almost my saving grace of like a little bit of you know endorphin rush excitement just to keep me going through what is a pretty gnarly time and trying to work still and not knowing if I have a job and working for less money as well like, Ugh. and and it was just it was just nice and I ended up tracking down a second box just to keep that that flow going um before they all sold out and I did the same thing for another month which you know I still I, I wish I got to draft them but yeah I mean as as far as you know stuff in my commander collection it was an absolute joy and you know I've the value is nuts like no mana crypts but just heaps of stuff i needed you know amulet of vigors training grounds you know um all kinds of stuff demonic tutors i'm not gonna gonna really play (laughs) i might now after talking to chesh about tutor theories and stuff like that and philosophies but uh yeah was was just really nice so um what i was gonna do chesh you've probably seen this on the notes but i found a nice uh nice little way to segue into some other maybe finishing entertainmenty things to talk about but what i'd love to do and as is becoming the theme of this podcast we just tend to end up now talking to people uh in the magic sphere and just having fun that way and it's i think it's becoming a bit of a profiley you know just general like join us at the breakfast table kind of podcast and and as as such i want to um kind of delve into this idea i've always felt every single person on this planet is interesting there is there is infinite things you can learn about someone and always you know always have fun and, and cherish that and i think you'll do better at life you know like it's just uh you enjoy the people around you but One of those things I love to do, it's like I just want to throw some quick fires and and get to know the person who is Chase. And uh, (laughs) uh, so I know, Chase, sorry, you probably haven't even prepared for this, but um, Mm -hmm. I've got some quick fire questions to uh, just throw at you and they probably have nothing to do with magic, but that's cool. Um, no problem <laughs> So just instinct and see how it goes and whatever But uh, first one off the rank Maybe even alternate these and you can read them too, Chesh If you've got them in front of you mm-hmm. My first one, the important, the, the you know The complete barometer of what kind of person someone is Do you like pineapple on your pizza?
2: No <laughs>
0: Good Is it is it it's- is it hard no or like just prefer not?
2: Hard no Ooh <laughs> You won't hard ju- no you won't
0: judge me for ever having pineapple on a pizza
2: i won't judge, yeah, you. judge you i just won't do it <laughs>
0: yeah i love a traditional like i make sourdough pizzas with like full mozzarella you know just traditional margaritas but at the same time i will totally order a pizza like a we call it the australian pizza which is just like 10 8 whatever from the store down on the corner and it has the Hawaiian pizza, and it's the shredded ham and pineapple. Ooh, and sometimes I even- don't
2: like ham.
0: <laughs> and it's full spam no. stuff, too. It's, like, just the most processed stuff. And you're like, no, this is nice. <laughs> and that's, I mean, nostalgia we said about before. That's, you know, what a lot of Australians go back to in a weird way. But, yeah. Are you a hard no on that one, too, Chesh? Oh, hard oh no!
1: Hard <laughs> I'm all alone, man. <laughs> How are we even friends? Jeez, uh, no. let oh. I'm. I'm actually I have to settle our I can drink. Well, I can drink pineapple juice, but I can't eat pineapple because I'm allergic. Really to it. interesting. Yeah, like it causes my mouth to ulcerate. And bleed. Is
0: it? Do you think uh, pineapple has fibers in it or something? I'm pretty sure.
1: Like, like the yep. physical aspect. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. It it is a yeah it it it's a weird thing because it's the only thing that I can't really eat other than oh well I mean back when I was a kid I couldn't eat um a lot of processed yeah. stuff like sausages Mars bars like there's a certain emulsifier in that yeah, stuff I know, I mean. um, like a preservative that I can't actually eat um, I can now be, you know thirty odd years of like building up a tolerance but it's probably um, not advisable yeah. It was it was real bad back in the day, but pineapple is that thing that I just can't like. I've tried, yeah. um, and I've tried building up an intolerance to that as well, and I just cannot like every time I've eaten it, I've gotten sick. And yeah, like one of these days, someone's gonna put it. It has happened before, by the way. <laughs> Surprise pineapple! Put too much pineapple and something, and I'm I'm gonna bite into a piece of pizza and go into anaphylactic yeah. shock. Oh no! Um, The last time that almost happened was twenty five years ago. So see, that doesn't yes. happen again. It would have been about twenty-five years ago, uh, at a friend's place, and I got a meat lovers, and they decided to put a couple of pieces of pineapple Who puts on pineapple on meat said, lovers. Like, in ensure no pineapple, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, that's whack. And they still put it under. They put it under the meat, and I got <laughs> extremely sick. So no. Someone, someone's out to get you. Uh, anyway, what's your next one? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Favorite cake chase. I like red velvet a lot.
1: Ooh. See, I think that says a lot about a person. My, my partner also loves red velvet. It is their favourite cake, and I do not blame them because it is Is it like a cherry ripe type so thing? Cherry ripe is no. an Australian exclusive chocolate bar, right? No, no. it's no. like cream cheese Nothing's icing like oh. and like
2: a red cake. It's like really good.
1: Think of like a, a a soft spongy type of cake, but more like the reason they call it a red velvet is because it's red and it it, it feels like you're eating velvet like it's just very like it's a spongy smooth cake
2: creamy cake um
1: and it yeah it's so Who's hungry for cake right just, now? <laughs> uh, well i haven't even eaten breakfast uh, yet what? so me. anyway i've had two coffees <laughs> it's buzzing uh right, i'll keep these
0: kind of chippy chippy and quick how about your patronus charm
2: yeah so like uh the animal that i like super vibe with i really like snakes i like snakes yes. i think they're cute um, snakes uh, are precious, and they are legless lizards, and I like their <laughs> noses. <laughs>
0: I once heard someone say, don't, don't trust anything that's just a torso. But I, I see redeeming features in snakes. <laughs> there's, I think, in my opinion, there's only one truly evil creature, and it's the wasp. But uh, I think snakes are pretty cool. Do you, do you use the snake terminology?
2: I don't, but I do have a snake tattooed on my foot. What? <laughs>
0: so so uh to own one when's the cassetto deck coming together then
2: i have been actually thinking about doing one Mm. uh i made a i had a kitchen table snake tribal deck back in the day when i first started playing so i might have to bring it back together
0: with patron of the orochi
2: that that would be pretty cool
0: that mono green yeah i've always wanted to get my hands on that card love it oh cool so are you part of house slytherin then or those things don't have to be um, mutually kind of combined at all.
2: When I when I did like the the Pottermore test, like <laughs> years ago, <laughs> they did put me in Slytherin. So,
0: but so- <laughs> exactly, we, we did an amazing like uh, personality profiling thing at work one afternoon when we are all meant to be doing work, and we got most of the office to do a, a Pottermore test, and it was so much fun. But the whole thing was like. I think, don't they touch on this in the movies too? Like there's no such thing as like every Gryffindor is a good guy and often there's an undertone of like more they're just naive and they can be harmful without realising. Mm-hmm. And not every, like Slytherin is not inherently evil at all because that is, what is that, but a perception. It's more like black and Commander, you know. I mean, sorry, in, in Magic as a colour. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's more just a, a philosophy of, you know, viewing things and ways of doing things. So. Interesting. I'm a Ravenclaw, and I was like the only one in the whole office. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> a lot of people are really upset when they're Hufflepuffs because they felt like the cleaners and the custodians of the, uh, the wizard world. <laughs> you just work hard. I'm, uh, I'm fine with being a Hufflepuff. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a valuable <laughs> quality. So, um, next one I had was, um,
1: I mean, or oh Cheshire, you can read this one because we're alternating. Uh huh. Do you have a pet card that you have to include when you can in a deck?
2: Um, no, not usually. Uh, I do have favorite cards, but when it comes to deck building, not, not, that's not something I typically do.
1: <laughs> for me, it's approach the second sun. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, win condition. Yeah. Game's got to end one You know day. I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> you know I'm going to do it every time. Oh, the deck has white in it? Well, here we go. Well, actually, I guess except for keyword soup, because yeah. that has white in it, but because it's a sponsored video, I'm not going to. Get up to my YouTube shit <laughs> this, this card exists in a
0: deck Because no other reason But it's my favourite way To end a game It's got no synergy With anything else in the deck And I don't expect To
1: ever pull it off But it's there But um, I pull it off so many times though You've, you've seen yeah, that Yeah I no. <laughs> GP Melbourne That's what, what Commander's about though Like you know You've got to include that stuff Like uh,
0: I love spell Twine. I always always use Spell Twine Wherever I can Whether it works or not Like it's just You usually find some value But or uh, well, I mean What are some of those Favourite cards then Chase
2: Um I really love Bitter Blossom as being one of my favorite cards in Magic. Yeah. Um, the I just love fairies. I like the function of it, and I just think it's really cool. Um, I do say I also have to like Locust God, but that's just he's one of my longest surviving commanders. locust um, Probably my favorite commander. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to – I mean, uh, something I forgot to touch on before, but um, I always find that moment when you have a commander that you, you essentially – you determine it's eternal, like it's always going to be there. And you almost like you retire the jersey. Doesn't mean you stop playing it. It's more like you foil out the commander or something, it's always going to be there. But from what I gather, Chandra's probably on that list for you. Locus God's on that list. Are there any other like commander decks you always will have, you think now?
2: Um, probably not. Currently it's definitely uh Locus God and Chandra. Um Nugus God's the longest surviving one, and I actually am foiling him out. Um, Nice. But Chandra's just one of those decks that I think is just going to keep on changing, and it's not going to stop being fun to play.
0: Nice. I love how potent that deck actually seems, and a lot of people would be like, oh, no, it's just mono-red, like, flavor stuff. And that's like, no, no, no. Exactly. Like, no, there's some potency here for sure.
2: More than meets the eye with this one.
0: I love how you got the doggos in there too.
2: I know, right? It's really <laughs> They're the heavy. best, like Chandra's
0: dog. Uh, next one was, um, who would you most like to have dinner with, Dead or Alive?
2: Um, Not the band.
0: Oh, man, I should put on some Dead or Alive after this. <laughs> I've got the record.
2: Let's see. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't have a specific person to be on it. Mm. I would just like to, like... There's like a handful of people who are like you know like the conspiracy theories mm. you know and and you know like like uh Marilyn Monroe mm. or um, oh my God, Natalie wood, and if I could, I would like to be I would like to sit down and be like, who, who how did like did did were you murdered or mm-hmm. that that's I just really like true crime, and they're like those are like the the two like big ones in Hollywood that are like, was it like you know, murder, or did they just, you know, die? Yeah, I, I'd probably know. be, like, yeah, probably, like, sit down with Natalie Wood or or Marilyn Monroe and be, like, so t- t- tell me the truth here. <laughs> I, I really want to know. I want to solve, You're if, with if me. you actually died this way, awesome. Well, it's not awesome that you died, but, you know, like, but if you were murdered, let's, like, maybe convict mm-hmm. <laughs> the people who killed you. <laughs>
0: That's a really good point. That would be,
2: that would be, yeah, I, I, I just really like true crime. I
0: love it. Um, And, and I mean, that, that was a massive question. Sorry, that's, I know, it put you on the spot. But, because um, I would be like, oh, what the hell? Like, I don't know. Like, but no, awesome answer. Chesh, fire off the next one.
1: Oh, I, I was just thinking about oh, uh, you, do you wanna... people who I'd want to. Well, see, there's, there's a couple of things here. The first one, I'd say maybe Jim and Hoffa, right? Googling, googling. <laughs> he's a, the Bob. Basically, made him disappear. Ah, oh, yeah. Or it's oh, was he the was mystery. he the guy
2: who? Yeah, who was found yeah, in the desert?
1: The uh, no, this is the guy that they've never found his body. They've never recovered his body. Um, it's believed that he was originally buried under Yankee Stadium, which has been found to be false. They think that he's buried um, in a a, a tip. A, a, a garbage yard, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. But uh, they've never been able to sort permission from the owners to actually uh, exhume anything from there. Um, plus, it's a toxic waste site, so it would be really difficult if they wanted to try it because potentially in a barrel. Um, yeah. Wow. There's another one that's uh, William, William Desmond Taylor, who was uh, a very, very prolific um, uh, silent screen director from i was like probably about i think when did he die american 1920s 22 maybe um and they've never caught his killer uh so they don't really know and they like did all this investigation they just never figured it out my mum
0: always says um you know whether it, it the whole point of that question is also you don't have to align with their views at all like it's more just fascination and she always says Henry VIII for sure. Um, I'd say I'd say <laughs> David Bowie, but at the same time, I'd probably be so nervous and just not know what to say. But just try and talk about creative stuff because David mm-hmm. Bowie reminds me to be inspired by everything as possible, you know as best possible. So yeah, yeah, best ever video game. What's there? Is it SpongeBob?
2: um no so for me i would have to say one of my favorite video games is time splitters Oh my um god, i grew really? up playing time splitters with my dad um oh, so and good. it just is one of those like uh <laughs> <Transcendent> <laughs> games that just games, is very yeah. nostalgic for me yeah.
0: oh my god i even heard of that game for ages what a game so much heart in that game um okay all right here's a cool one best album or artist chase
2: Um, my favorite album is, um, Arctic Monkeys AM. Gold. It's one of my favorite albums just because I like almost every single song on the album and that, like, never happens.
0: (laughs) Is that the one with Do I Wanna Know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second last one, isn't it? As in most, second most recent, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, the recent album I do not like at all. And I was so excited for it and I was very disappointed.
0: As in, um, 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 uh, the Hotel on the Moon concept album
2: tranquility based casino i think it's called i was like oh man (laughs) i was so wanting to like it it's weird
0: (laughs) it's very different than what they've done but i i mean i i honestly believe music is context and you know so many things feed into what music means for you and you know like subjective and all that but yeah that that album in Mm -hmm. particular kind of popped up at the right time and i you know when i need it in a weird way but yeah and don't ever say everyone should enjoy everything but Great choice, great choice. Have you always liked Arctic Monkeys?
2: Um, they were just something like I kind of stumbled upon in college, and I I loved them ever since. Mm-hmm.
0: As, um, I know they've got a lot of heart, especially in their early music. Um, I've got one of my best mates mm-hmm. is British, and he goes, "This is just pubs in growing up. You know, like locally, just takes you so uh, so far back to that time, and you know, so so honestly, so nice." I know, mm. I know, Chesh, we're kind of addressing your answers to this too, and we don't have to do this every episode, but I hope you don't <laughs> mind, Chase. We're kind of diving into Chesh's answers for this too. So, Chesh, tell me your best album or artist.
1: Uh, artist. Let's go with artist at the moment because it changes a lot, but Modest Mouse for That's
0: sure.
1: Great. Nice, yeah. man. Nice, uh, nice, nice, nice. I nice. love jamming some Modest Mouse, especially when I'm having a shower and, you know, pop it on and sing Latest stuff it. or
0: like really early? No, really early stuff. Uh, Latest stuff is the early stuff. Just it's not as so great. raw, like. Yeah. There's like just like talking in the background There's yeah all kinds of stuff that you're like I always joke it's like not You can't put the early albums on at work mm. And if, like what the hell is this crap If people
1: want to wanna maybe look up If you've never looked up Modest Mouse um, Maybe listen to The Good Times And you'll understand mm, Totally I
0: love their latest album too
1: uh, I'm that's a, really a fan. I've, I've got on vinyl.
0: <laughs> I mean, if it is the one I'm thinking we're talking about, the one with the the top-down view of all the like the housing estate, and it's mm. like in the hexagon or the octagon pattern. Find, hold on. What am I doing? <laughs> uh, modest Mouse albums. Why don't I know it? Strangers to ourselves. I think it's called. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that is not the latest one. Anyway, but I felt uh, they had some really good messages about the earth, and basically, I think you know. Humans have generally gone too far and that kind of stuff. But um, mm. with the same kind of, it's a lot more polished than their old stuff. But yeah, nice. Um, I won't go into my best album of artists right now because I don't even think. Oh, no, Midlake, Midlake are my all-time favorites. I'll, like I can't ever eclipse them. But prog rock is my um, my jam lately. Um, best magic art chase.
2: Um, let's
0: see. That's a hard one too. I know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Did you say art or card? Uh, art. Or you know, if you want to mm. do card, jeez, that's hard. These are hard questions. Um,
0: <laughs> I should prepare some people more,
2: but yeah, it's kind of, sorry, um, it's, it's kind of
0: fun though seeing you know what comes to heart straight away though, and that's I idea.
2: think one of probably one of my favorite pieces would be Brainstorm by Tony DiTerlizzi.
0: Ooh, which, um, which
2: one? Uh <laughs> so this is the, the the one with the woman who has her eyes closed. Oh, of course yeah 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 i love that because he did a lot of work for uh D manuals and he also did like work for the spiderwick chronicles um and his art is just very beautiful and like watercolory, sketchy and mm. i just i really like how it looks that's a that like that
1: looks cool. eerily similar to um to erin i think from memory right it's the one where she's got like the two fingers to her head and yes yeah that's correct yeah
0: yeah nice uh there we go
1: chest you have some favorite magic art um not really to be honest like there's a lot of good art out there but um eh eh <laughs> uh non non magic wise i've seen some pretty good art like there's that one by Ooh, it's a ken Meyer jr that's like the dude from well <laughs> i'm gonna sound like the, i just realized dude. like it's it's the dude from that movie i really yeah. love but did everyone you always at, com- did
0: you just google image uh search brainstorm art and he came up because that happened to me no. too uh,
1: yeah. no i've got the the dude art on in a folder because from- i want to order the playman at some point as in we're talking about the big blue basket. yep
0: yeah nice we watched that the other night again that's, that's so great. good so, but so someone's yeah uh, maybe
1: it is the same one but yeah. someone's done no i just, I, I started saying it and then i realized that so many people like tie mm. that movie back to incels for some reason like there was mm. a big thing on twitter i think it was last year and it blew up where somebody had said like the type of guy that likes um the big lebowski and i was like oh like i i fucking love that movie like <laughs> that mm. movie's my jam because it's but you don't have to sum different. that up as a as a certain type of person. No, exactly. Like, you know? And it like, just made yeah. me a There's bit more sad I was there like, for sure. I'm definitely not the person you're describing and I think you're yeah. doing a rash generalization and maybe don't do that cuz that's not fair on everyone. Yeah. I and I think
0: I mean, hey, we got into that kind of theme last week with Jason about certain types of comedy too. Exactly. Like it's, you know, the separating sometimes the artist from the art or like the I mean, not that that's always... That's a that's a bigger can of worms, sorry. <laughs> Not that that's always, you know, you can, but, like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. getting into that. Um, Chase, um,
1: in, in a few words, what does magic mean to you?
2: Um... I think magic is... I don't know. I don't know. The first <laughs> phrase came to mind made zero sense. Like, it. It, it, it made no sense. But it's um, So, like... Just like fostering a community through fun, which sounds stupid Mm, when I said it, Um, but just making sure that everybody feels welcome and having fun and really enjoying the game for what it is, I think is what it is for me. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I always go back to one of of my greatest moments of playing Magic was, it was actually like I think earlier this year when things were a bit more normal, but we had a big commander night at my house and we all had pizzas and... We're all like buzzing about the the combo that just went off and all the crazy things that just happened. We're all just looked at each other, eating pizza, and we said, "We came for the magic, but we stayed for the gathering." (laughs) It was like as as Richard Garfield intended, and we all just laughed our heads off. And was like, "Yeah, it's like sounds really sappy, but it's bloody true. Like it's you know we're we're here. We only know each other because of this game, and that's the type of thing to always remember. You know, again, Mm -hmm. sounds really sappy, sounds really cliche, but it's you know." It's the people we meet
1: along the way. Mm-hmm.
0: Love it. So, um, Chess, do you have
1: a real answer to that one at all? No, nah, don't worry about I, it. I think I've answered this enough times. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it, it's about making sure that everyone feels included. Um, yes. But, like, also that everyone's having fun because sometimes when you go out of your way to make sure everyone's included, no one's having fun because you're too heavily focused on it you don't need to be that focused like a, on it like, like just don't be a shit idea. person <laughs> yeah just don't be a shit person and treat everyone well like that's yes, that's yes. how you include everyone so exactly and keep keep your mind open and
0: you know you never know what kind of people yeah. you're gonna meet and most like in my experience the most amazing people on the planet exactly pretty much far, just so. don't
1: be a shit human that's my philosophy yes
0: work hard and be nice to people um here's a nice one yeah this is where i was going with the segue uh let's go for what's your favorite movie chase Actually, no book first, and then we'll go movie, and then we'll talk about movies.
2: Um, favorite book is a really bad young adult book that I read when I was like in middle school called Blood and Chocolate. Book is great, movies trash. Don't watch the movie. Um, but it's a really weird like werewolf book. It's really good though. Sounds like you read Velvet um, Cake. And <laughs> my favorite movie is. I have a lot of different favorite movies. It depends on the genre. But if we're going overall general favorite movie, I have to say Weekend at Bernie's is one of my favorite really movies. Nice. It's definitely up there.
0: Gold. I've got so much great fodder to like look up in my background now. It's
1: awesome. <laughs> Chesh. Um, I've never asked you about the book, Chesh. Look, I don't think that I can... <laughs> this is going to be fun. Uh, I don't think I can <laughs> box, uh, top Weekend at Bernie's, to be honest. Uh, Ghostbusters mm. 1984 uh, is probably my favorite movie of all time. Of all time. Um, there is a couple that come pretty close to that, uh, but mostly, yeah, it's going to be that when it comes to books, uh, here's, here's a fun thing for all of you at home. Um, again, because I'm legally blind and I suffer from keratoconus, I don't actually read books anymore. I don't. Do you audiobook? I do audio books instead. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. When something catches my eye, do you want to know when the last time something caught my eye that I felt like I wanted to quote unquote read? Mm. It was ready player 1 and it was such a disappointment. Oh really? Pride, Did you like the movie? Uh the movie was trash as well. Yep. Yeah. The movie was even worse to be honest. Um Yeah. Like the the concept was great but yeah. The concept is fantastic. The the um the word I'm looking for is a thing and a stuff. Um the the delivery of said product was just shameful. Yeah. The execution of Thank you. The execution was yes. shameful. Yeah. Like yep. just so terrible. Um, but when takes. it comes to, to books, uh, before that, the last book that I read, that I enjoyed, uh, was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
0: Nice, I know you've talked about that. I'm
1: before. an old man. <laughs> old man does, <laughs> this what old man does. But yeah, no, like, again, I don't really audiobook unless something really catches my fancy. Like, if if something sounds compelling and interesting and different, I'm like all over that. Like, you know, uh, like a fly in a pie. Uh, nice. But if not, then just like anything else, like if, if you put out a movie and it has like a a sentence and it sounds like trash, then I'm probably not going to watch a movie unless I feel like I want to sit around, eat a pizza and, and watch trash, to be honest. Exactly.
0: Um, what we're dovetailing into right now is the kind of standard little section we, um, like we said before, we kind of want to annex most of our podcasts with, which is... Uh, command of the entertaining, which is the ancillary stuff that we're, we're vibing off and, um, you know, could be movies, could be music, whatever. Uh, but as I said, nicely kind of gels into that after talking about some of these these great things with Chase. Um, so might even just kick it off uh, with Chase and then we'll get into what Chase has to say. Uh, but is there anything, I'm not talking about favorites, anything, whatever, but more like topically recently anything you've been vibing with um that you you feel like pointing out
2: weirdly enough not really (laughs) (laughs) in terms of like entertainment stuff um not not really um mostly i've just been like focusing on on content creation and working so my life has been like sort of focused in that general area Mm. um yeah that's a very boring (laughs) answer (laughs) okay okay. (laughs)
0: chesh what's happening
1: Uh, for myself, I've been watching B and A. Yes, I've been watching another anime. What a surprise. (laughs) Um, I'm looking this one up. So this one's a bit weirdo. So this one's like the existence of humanoid animals have been living the world in darkness for centuries. It's finally been revealed to the world that they exist. Um, So Michiru is like a a teenage girl who wakes up as a beast man uh, and then Mm -hmm. has to travel to like the beast city to be safe basically because humans are you know pretty much racist towards towards beast people um but this isn't like a dark inherently prejudiced yes this isn't like a Mm. dark crystal vibe at all um (laughs) but this is where like a whole bunch of you know animal men or beast men exist um and mitru has to try and figure out like basically what's happened to her because she's turned into a tanuki Um, Though she wants to be a raccoon Go figure, there's lots of jokes about Mm -hmm. that Um, So she runs away, seeks refuge in Anima City um, And meets up with a wolfman Who ends up uh, being pretty pivotal to the story Um, But yeah, it's it's just like a really cool Like romp with some really cool action in it Um, It's got some Neo City vibes too It has a very Neo City kind of vibe to it Um, But only in the images you see not in the actual yes, okay. anime. It's probably their, so, <laughs> their pre- presentation kind of. Yeah, it's um, presented. Because
0: you know, there's a lot, lot of magentas and stuff. Yeah, and blues.
1: It, it's got the cover I would probably equate more to something like Akira, and it's absolutely nothing yes. like that at all. Isn't it um,
0: strange when that happens that the, uh, the box doesn't necessarily uh, best depict the contents type thing? And as a graphic designer, that is very, very, very much apparent to me with a lot of things. And it's like that was probably not the best like thing to paint it in. Look as at far the
1: less. 80s. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Like every single <laughs> yeah. fucking video game from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, <laughs> E.T. isn't what it looked like on the cover. It looked like it was going <laughs> to do cool things. And now next thing I know, I'm glitching down a hole every time here. Yeah, yeah so... I digress. Uh, Brand yeah, new yeah, Animal,
1: yeah. I, I recommend that to everyone. It's I, I've been enjoying it. It's quite a fun romp. Um, and sure. not at all what I was expecting it to be, which was I didn't have any expectations going in really other than like maybe hopefully this won't be shit. And I was like, oh, this well, is
0: actually quite good. Humanoid animals for me right now Always goes back to Animal Crossing Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) the the sedative uh, game experience for this 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 is a more gritty
1: Animal Crossing then You're welcome (laughs) (laughs) Exactly It'd
0: be kind of terrifying being a humanoid (laughs) animal Uh, That that actually weirdly segues into something um, I mean, I wasn't going to go back to Magic But it inherently always does And that's the point of this But um, Chase, weren't you involved in some form of Animal Crossing Slash Magic crossover recently?
2: Yeah, I was. I uh did a fun little crossover with Beyond the Mocking, uh, Megan, Sheep Cutie, um, and Spice Eight Rack and we just played an Animal Crossing themed game of Commander and it was really fun. It's so good.
0: Have you played yeah have you played much Animal Crossing?
2: Oh yeah, uh tons of hours. Awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Chesh and I have talked about it a little bit, but it's you know, it's one of those games that strangely can just lure you in and, and is just a really nice break sometimes from, you know. The intensity, even of a lot of other games and whatever, it's just nice to do busy tasks and the concept of feeling like you're in charge in this little, you know, you can shape your own little island paradise. Found it really important. It's
2: Absolutely wonderful. Yeah.
0: Who? Um. I love it. <laughs> I, I love asking people this. Who are your villagers that you're uh, you've been vibing with and uh have like um, strangely found real world connections with? I mean, because I've had the thing as like I I wish I could hang out with Pierce the the eagle. Like he's an absolute dude.
2: Uh, my favorite villager ever is Pietro. He is the little ram that's a clown.
0: Oh no! There's a, a few people I follow absolutely are terrified by Pietro.
2: <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite. <laughs> he lives in my village, and he makes me so happy.
0: <laughs> Pietro is so wacky. I've seen the, like people have made little crime scenes around his house and everything. Like he's a psycho. <laughs> uh,
2: he's terrified, probably but to hear an that. absolute it's like, uh, sweetheart. Yeah.
0: What um what personalities he got because I've I've never witnessed him on the game like does oh, on the game or um, anything is he like friendly I think
2: he's lazy oh yeah I think he's lazy or or, or regular I can't remember
0: oh, I need to get him now we've um we've got he's Z-
2: super cool
0: he's cool he's cool we've got Zucker, which I know a lot of people love and he just showed up one day as a uh, a lazy little takoyaki <laughs> which is really weird because he's a he's he's a squid but he's like Depicting what he's made into in Japanese cuisine, which is, means he's got sauce and a toothpick on his head. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, again, we digress. But uh, yeah, great game, great game. Nice. Um, so, in saying that, I think that's like I say, I don't want to keep anyone around longer than I have to, and I, I think. Uh, you know, hopefully you're doing okay, Chase, RE headache, and I haven't kept uh, you too long or yeah. anything. <laughs> <asked> you're <laughs> you good. Zany, zany questions. Um, but I think it's a good, good spot to wrap up on that, and I've had an absolute joy, and I can't thank you enough for, um, first of all, sticking with us and, you know, my tangents and, you know, Cheshire's kind of... I think he's a bit more punctual than I am you know sticking to a curve kind of, <laughs> try you know, to be <laughs> respect for uh respecting people's time, but uh yeah, know it's it's been unreal and exactly what I want this show to be about, which is it is commander inherently, but it's about the bigger topics that kind of wrap around that for sure so uh yeah, you've been an awesome guest, chase. Thank you so much. uh where can people find
2: Yay. you? yeah, thank you for having me um you can find me on twitter at Mana curves twitch at mana curves, pretty much Manacurves curves everywhere. Um, I do some really cool, fun uh, Paper Commander content um, on my stream, and I also write articles for TCG Player about Commander as well.
0: Love it. And highly recommended all those. Like you say, Chase is just the type of person to tune into on Twitch, which you probably already do anyway, and just chill out and <laughs> enjoy the, uh, the the banter in the chat.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Cool. Where can we find you, Chish.
1: Uh well you can find me uh on Twitch at CheshirePlaysGames, Plays Games uh Cheshire Plays on Twitter or CheshirePlaysGames Plays Games on the YouTube. Um and for Commander Crunch you can find us at CommanderCrunch uh, at CMDRCrunch at CMDR underscore crunch on the tweeters and the tweeters. Instagram at CMDRCrunch. Oh and, nice. and, and Gmail. Commander Crunch Podcast, cmdrcrunchpodcast at gmail.com, I guess. Send us yes. emails again because we like please. It. Please send us pictures
0: of cephalids. I don't know why.
1: Actual <laughs> cephalids, find- not 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 your penis.
0: I, I never made that uh connection. Wow, uh, <laughs> we'll I'll let Google spam filter do the um the, the heavy lifting on that one and make sure we're we're getting PG rated content. Yeah, luck so, um, with that. But yeah, I, I've been Sam. I'm at Pasta Jam, Sam. But follow us on the, uh, the the Commander Crunch Twitter, and that's where we're doing all the lifting there. Um, and this has been Chesh, and that's been Chase. And we've had a lot of fun at the breakfast table this
1: evening slash morning. And now I'm going to go out and snack on a healthy box of uh, mystery boosters. Oh yeah, tune in to. I mean, actually, I'm going to go to bed by the time this is
0: released. We'll, we'll know the exact content. We'll know the content. That, exactly. I was going to say. You, in the future, go back and watch Chesh tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thanks so much again, Chase. Thanks so much, Chesh. You've been wonderful Thank you so much, Chase. Yeah. And uh, let's keep the, the good vibes going in the magic community.
1: See you later, everyone. Bye.
2: Ciao. Bye.